morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome back to another fun-packed episode of the podcast that throws caution to the wind and asks the real questions and brings the important subject squinting up into the light and isn't afraid to invite animal fuckers on for an interview. Talk until the joy is gone. My name is Rooney, and weirdly, I'm the sensible one on this pod. Which means the chap sat opposite me with a notebook full of madness must be... Reggie. Um, how are you the sensible one on this podcast? I mean, let's look at the content I've brought to the podcast. Yeah, look at my content. Historical facts, kind of bigging up the women, you know. Fucking dolphins, corpse, yeah, corpse I'd, sex. I'd, I'd still be doing that. No, I have to bring that stuff for you. I'd still be doing that. Oh, right, my, okay, that's for my benefit. All my fascinating <laughs> intros, but and you just sit there and roll your eyes and call me dry and boring, so... I have to scour the web for fucked up stuff to get you, so, so you engage. So, oh, I see. It's like that, is it? Yeah. You're trying to palm that one off on me. Wonderful. It's, it's all about making you happy. It's all about making me happy. I'm yeah. The, okay. I'm the only person on this planet that cares about making you happy. You want to make you want to make me happy, right? You could you could stop being my co-host and replace you yourself with Mila Kunis, Kira Knightley. Okay. Um. Okay. Johnny Depp. Okay. I'll take a week off next week and then you get someone else. No, no, you've got to do that. If you want to make me happy, you've got to get the celebrity to come in here. I have to find my own own celebrity replacement. It's all about making me happy. You know, being turned down and and reminded of the restraining orders that these these stars have against me is not going to make me happy. Your friend Crank's a celebrity of sorts. Why don't you just (laughs) podcast with him? (laughs) <laughs> and he can moan <laughs> he, the whole podcast where he moans at you for not seeing Ghostbusters yet <laughs> no because he's he's far too nice I couldn't have him on I was talking to him last night and I mentioned the podcast several times talking about stuff and uh, I was thinking I should invite him on and I'm like but he only sees nice Rooney yeah. he doesn't see I don't think he's ever listened to the podcast so I'm just like no no that would probably ruin our friendship I was thinking about this the <laughs> other day like it dawned on me how different my life is, how different I am and my life is now compared to this time last year where I was just broken, fucking mess of a person. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I have really genuinely come a long way. Like, my life has changed so much. I'm really good. But anybody that listens to this podcast is not going to have noticed a difference. I think they will. I think they will have because there are significantly less, like, sex jokes. <laughs> significantly less. I'm going to drink the bleach. I'm going to drink the bleach. You know, the bleach, the bleach only comes up now when I remember it yeah. and, and mention it. So, you know, <laughs> I think people have picked up on it. It's just, yeah, I've, I was thinking about it. I was like, I come sit down in the pod and I kind of play this character based on, like, me in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I'm not, not lying, guys. I'm, I'm really far away from that person in real life now. <laughs> I'm actually doing pretty good. I'm I like, you know, I'm starting to, uh, you know, I'm <laughs> approaching 40 and finally starting to su- succeed at this thing called life. <laughs> and I'm just like, but if anybody's only interaction with me is the podcast, they're never going to. I don't know. Like, you did come stomping in my house this morning. Like, Literally, like, not even 15 minutes ago. He comes marching into my house. Lando is predictably, you know, threatening to kill oh, him. Yeah, and he's to... like, don't even bother with me today, Lando. I'm not in the mood. Comes stomping up the stairs, huffing and puffing. Goes and has the noisiest piss in my toilet, like, sorry. ever. Oh, sorry. I, had one. I stopped the music. So I was like, oh, right, well, I'll stop playing my music just as you started peeing. I was like... Yeah, no, that just makes me sound like a weirdo now. I had about four pints of coffee, desperately <laughs> trying to escape my bladder. That wasn't there when I left my house. It was, it was, I was fine. But the second I got in my car and started driving towards Costa, it was like, oh no, you oh, should have no. gone. You're going to have to wait till you get to Rooney's now. 
Is that why you were delayed today? Were you stuck at Costa again? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, there's, I'll tell you, there's this one girl, she can't be any older than like 17 in Costa. Have you given her your number yet? <laughs> oh, come you, on, I'm not down. Have you, oh, have you given her a touching sticker to put on her school books? <laughs> You had the cheek last week to be like, every time I say anything, you twist it and turn, like, oh, well, you're a rapist and you're really raping. And, and I'm just sitting here about to try and, like, say well done to this girl. You're like, you're trying to fuck it. Are you, are you, are you aware of the concept of karma? <laughs> but, like, any other time I go in Costa, there's like a half an hour wait. Yeah. Whoever's behind the counter is just fucking useless. But there's this one 17 year old girl that is on it <laughs> like she knows how to how to like do orders and take coffees and check that the sandwiches are cooking like when i went in with last week there was like four people in front of me and it was just her behind the counter five minutes i was in there she just smashed it all out today i walked in i saw her behind the counter i was just like yes because i'm running late <laughs> thank god you're there and she yeah she's just smashed it all out so uh big up whoever you are i don't know your name uh, it's probably a good thing because yeah. if you shouted her out by name it would come across well, she, really I thought she might have like a name tag or something like hi my name they is... normally do yeah yeah but clearly I'm not really paying that much attention so I'm just like <laughs> marvelling at how she's outworking all of her colleagues just give me my speed juice yeah. I need it no I came <laughs> I, it, it wasn't Costa today it was just every, it was the, everything else this just week. everything else so I booked last Sunday off yes of work so I could be flexible about what time we recorded the pod. Mm. So, like, if people could only get there in the evening, I wouldn't be, like, half asleep. Yeah. I'd be able to drink all the coffee and still come and bring this energy that I bring. Um, so, I only worked three days this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So, you should be buzzing. I did 41 hours. <laughs> 41 hours in three days. Jeebus, that's, that's a lot. Monday, I left my house at quarter past seven. I left work at eight o'clock. Some other, other members of my team who we were meant to finish at 9.30 because they have slightly staggered start and finish time to me. Mm. Didn't get out till half past one. Damn. So Tuesday, I was just like, there's no way I can go home in time tonight. <laughs> like, if I'm a good team member and I'm going to like help out, do my bit, there's no way I can go home on time. So I think I got out. I did two extra hours on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, I didn't get out till quarter. I meant, bearing in mind, I meant to finish at eight. Mm. And all my work was done by seven. All my work, all my responsibilities <laughs> were taken care of by seven o'clock. And it was only seven o'clock because I have to wait for other people. Otherwise, it would have been done by like two or three o'clock. Yeah. Quarter past 11. <laughs> then the fucking motorway, like all the lanes are shut off on the motorway and you, there's one lane to get on it. And then it's fucking 40 miles an hour all the way home. Then... There's like slight traffic jam as I'm about <laughs> 20 yards away from the fucking yep. the slip road to come off. So I literally got home at midnight and then I drank so much coffee from about because from about three o'clock I hit a wall. I couldn't do anything. <laughs> so I just started loading up on coffee, which is this, the uh, oh, it's a rookie mistake, the Reggie way. So I got home at midnight and I was buzzing. <laughs> it was like quarter to three when I went to bed. Ooh. That was the first time I was like, I starting to feel tired. Right, quick, go right to bed. bed. Oh, and it's just been, con and that's just set me right back. And then yeah. Thursday, I was just out of it because my body woke me up at half eight and I was just like, 
fuck all my life. So I couldn't do anything Thursday. I took the dog for a walk and that was about it. So then yesterday I had to take care of like, you know, the minutiae of life. <laughs> I had like four things I needed to take care of yesterday. And it couldn't have been more of a fucking just nightmare. Just all round nightmare. <laughs> So I've got to do, even though I've been working in my job since June, right? <laughs> I've been been permanent since the beginning of October. Mm. I've got to do a background check. <laughs> a little bit late. Yeah, I know. This is my thoughts exactly. I was like, but I was going to do anything bad. I would have done it by now. I would have done it when I was a temp. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not, not now I'm permanent. So I got this email and it's like, right, click on this link, go set up an account and fill in the form. And I'm like, oh. I could do that so 10 o'clock yesterday morning I, I got up I had drunk some coffee I was like right I'm going to smash all my stuff out and then spend the afternoon working on like the pod it's going to be a great day it's going to be brilliant I can't wait by half 10 I'm so stressed that this fucking website will not let me log in or create a new account because there's already an account with my email address yet no matter what combination of passwords and stuff I put in, I can't get into this account. <laughs> uh, so, like, it just keeps coming up. Error, error. You could not lock you in. Please contact this company. So I call them at half ten. And the guy's like, okay, I need to put, put you through to a department. Can I put you on hold? And I'm like, all right. Ten minutes I'm on hold before <laughs> he comes back and he's like, yeah, no one could take your call. I'll pass on a message to them and let them know what's going on and they'll call you back sometime today. Sometime today. I and love I was like, phrase. I was like sitting there like, no, 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 no. I said to him, I need to get this done. I've got, I've got plans. I need, there's things I need to do today. I can't sit around waiting for waiting a phone for call. A call from you guys. I need to do this now. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, we'll call you back sometime today. Basically hung up on me. And I'm just like, <laughs> fuck's sake. So I move on to something else i gotta do which is just a fucking nightmare then i then my third thing is i got like a 850 pound tax rebate mm. which should be joyful like yes yeah that's just like yes, free money free money this is brilliant yeah the fucking letter says go on the website claim it here you'll get five <laughs> days you'll in five days it'll be in your account otherwise you have to wait six weeks for a check and yeah. i'm thinking i could spend all this money yeah, I'm Christmas presents for people. I don't want to wait six weeks. So <laughs> I go on the website, that fucking gov.uk website. Oh, the worst right. fucking website you have ever tried to use in your it's life. Not great. Again, like 20 minutes of frustration of like, put in your passport number and do this. No, we have no record of you anywhere. You don't exist. You don't exist. I was like, fuck this. I found a number. Called them. <laughs> 20 minutes on hold. Only for the person to be like, oh, all right, yeah, it's all done in 30 seconds. Um, but we just need to hand you over to this person and this other team for some bullshit. <laughs> so I'll just put you through to them 20 minutes on hold Ooh. until that person picks up and is just like, oh, no, I don't need to talk to you. Bye. And puts the phone down. And I'm just like, wow. you just left me on hold for 20 minutes for no fucking reason. <laughs> it can't get any fucking worse today. Oh, and then what was there was another one. There was something else I had to do, which basically <laughs> meant I spent about, in total, about another half an hour on hold. And then till finally, at like three o'clock, the first thing I tried to do this morning, <laughs> in the morning, 
called me back and they're like, yeah, it was some girl who's clearly working from home because I can hear a TV in the background. I can hear her mobile phone pinging in the background. And I explained my situation to her and she was like, yeah, I don't have any answers for you. Try wow. this. And then called me back. And I'm like, oh, for fuck. So I put her phone down. I tried this thing, this link that she's asked me to do. It don't work. So I called her back and she's like, um, I'm like, is there a record of all these calls I'm making to you? Because the thing I forgot to tell you was I've got five days to do this thing before they cancel it and charge the company again. (sighs) So yesterday was day five. Because the first three days I was at work and Thursday I was just, yeah, I was fucked. I, there was no <laughs> way I was doing anything on Thursday. So I'm really stressing yesterday to try and get it done. It's three o'clock. And I called her back and she's like, I don't, I don't know that. And I'm like, well, can you, you know, help me log in? Can, can you help? <laughs> like, there's no, there's no, like, I need to do this today. Uh, try this. And I was like, all right. So I tried that. It didn't work. Called her back. No answer. 20 minutes. I sat on, like, just waiting on hold for someone to, like, wait. Because, like, the automated thing yeah. comes on. It's like, yeah, we'll put you through to someone soon. And 20 minutes before I finally just gave up. I was like, fuck them, I don't care. I've spent all fucking day trying to do this. It's like half past four. This cunt's not answering anymore. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done for the day. And that's why we've got articles the intro today and not have a real intro because at that point yesterday I was just like fuck it fuck it don't care fuck it I'm too tired <laughs> and then my mum went out last night come home at like 1am woke me up well didn't wake me up I was like half asleep I was just nodding off she comes in the dog goes mad wakes me up and then I'm awake till half past three <laughs> <laughs> which is why today I stormed in your house like oh, I'm not in a fucking mood for anything and then like someone blocked me in in the car park I was oh lovely! So I don't park in after that time. I nearly battered the cunt. Yeah, I park in that little car park by the library now. And oh, just, okay, just walk because it's far simpler. Yeah, every other week up until now, it's been far simpler, far easier. Just park there, wander around, get my coffee, get back in the car, and come out. I ain't got to worry about the bullshit <laughs> of the car park. <laughs> and like, I'm literally five minutes because this girl and Costa's fucking on it. Get back, someone's basically 90% blocked me and I had to do like an 87 point turn to get my car out that's why by the time I pulled up I knew I was late I was just like oh I don't want to fuck fuck everything I I was off work yesterday on top of that sorry one last moment before before we get back before we get back to positive Reggie have you noticed how I don't know if you've you've experienced it yet but every fucking company you call has a recorded message as soon as you go through going, due to coronavirus, yeah. we are short-staffed. And it's like, how? Yeah. I get it. This time last year when we were in a fucking lockdown and the world was a shit show, I get it. But how you're still claiming COVID mm-hmm. as causing you like problems now. Like, if your staff are working from home, hire more staff that fucking work from home. Door. Your door's gone. Yeah. Jesus, I'm already here. Door. Yeah, who the fuck's knocking on my door? Like, you know more people, wow. <clears throat> no, it's probably uh, a delivery. It's like how many, like, it's just, COVID is just a go-to excuse well, now. It's like, we don't, we don't want to spend money hiring staff, so we're just going to have a 30-second recorded message blaming COVID, and then everyone just has to accept it, right? Well, it used it, to be that, everyone, that oh, they all had the thing saying, Due to a high volume of calls, mm. unexpected. It's like it's not a high volume of calls. This is your regular volume mm. of calls now because it's always been like that. Well, now they've got a new message. It says due to coronavirus, there may be a longer. It's just mixing up because everyone was starting to just go. 
look, look, guys, guys, yeah. it's not an unexpected volume of calls. It's not a high volume of calls. This is your standard level of calls. You need more staff. And they were like, shit, yeah, people are seeing through the ruse. So now they're just like, due to coronavirus, because if you call them out on corona- coronavirus, you get called an anti-vaxxer or some shit. But how long can they they still be beating the coronavirus drum? I, I give them another five years. Another five years. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll have to come up with another excuse. We're still not social distancing after five years. Due, due to the Nozick invasion, yeah. <laughs> um, we're, we're short-staffed at the moment because a lot of staff are working from secure bunkers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't get that reference, go back to last week's episode yeah. and watch that. Uh, all right, that's my money and done for the week. I I had this week. I was like, I got I got my shit locked down. Yeah. I've been doing Ghostbuster stuff last night, and I was like, right, I'm gonna need to book Friday off. So I booked Friday off because I've got loads of holiday left to take. And I had a doctor's appointment yesterday morning, which I completely balls up because I get up, I woke up at like fucking uh, ten o'clock or something yesterday morning. What's wrong with you? Oh, uh, fuck knows. They don't actually know. Um, is this a follow-up to, this is follow-up from to what I had the other week yeah, or the, the other month <laughs> at least yeah. you got a follow-up I did a blood test and they still haven't got back to me to I've had me. blood tests ultrasounds hepatitis screenings he's sending me in for another battery of blood tests another three different things he's doing you're and... right now you're running around dressed as a ghostbuster yeah I feel fine but yeah. he's like yeah yeah there's you got, got what does he call it non-alcoholic fatty liver he's <laughs> basically going on a diet it's like, apparently, it's like something that normally happens if you're an alcoholic. Oh, okay. But he was like, but you're not an alcoholic. I was like, no, mate, I've had one beer in the last three weeks. Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, so uh, we'll do some tests and see what's going on. And he said, there's nothing, you know, at this point, nothing to worry about. We just want to make sure we're not missing anything. And he poked and prodded me. Oh, I bet but, you loved that. Oh, yeah. He's trying to get his hands under my fucking ribs, through my stomach. I'm just like, does that hurt? No, but it's really fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. Stop. Um <laughs> These rolls should not be. Like... <laughs> Look, these fat rolls are outy, not inny. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so I had this appointment, and he phoned me up because originally he wanted to do it on Monday when, yeah. he, when I had a phone consultation. And he wanted me to come in, and then he was genuinely surprised that there were no appointments left at the surgery. I'm like, mate, mate, <laughs> thirty seconds yeah. past eight this morning, all those appointments were gone, yeah. and you only, the phone lines only open at eight. So, and he was like, okay, what about tomorrow? And I was like, no, I'm working. I said, I'm on site. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday this week. And he was like, okay, so can you do Friday? Yes, I can do Friday. Okay. Um, I'm like, what time? Oh. Now, I thought he said to me, 11.45. Right. So I've got 11.45 in my head. He phones me up um, at 12 o'clock on Tuesday as I'm driving out to get some lunch at work. Yeah. Oh, did you have uh, did you have appointment booked today at quarter past 11? No, mate, it's Friday. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 Friday. Okay, no worries. Goodbye, Mr. So, um, I'll bleep that out. Bleep that out. <laughs> um, so, it's okay, yeah, right. And I'm like, okay. And then, cl- clearly in my head, I've I've amalgamated the two times. Yeah. So, into 11.45. Because I wake up yesterday at 10 o'clock, and I'm chatting to Amy, playing with the dog. I get up, and I'm like, oh, I should probably really get dressed. Um... And I potter in here to check my notebook, which had the time written on it yeah. from the phone call. And as you can see, what, does, what time does that say? Oh, 10.45. Yeah. I spotted that at 10.38. Oh, so okay. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Clothes on, just like screamed down to the, the, the surgery in the car. Got there and then had this like wonderful appointment. And yesterday I had to go, yesterday evening, for... Fuck my life. 
What the hell is that? I don't know what that is. That's going to be my neighbour drilling a hole in something. So we're going to get some DIY noises in the background here, guys, because my neighbour has decided to rebuild his house or something. Can we get a giant neon sign, put it outside your window that just says recording in progress? Put it outside their window. We Jeez. just light it up every time we start the pod so people know. <laughs> Yeah, I had to go to Ipswich yesterday. Yeah. Now I've been to Ipswich a couple of times for events. I thought it was about forty-five minutes away, no, an hour it's tops. Two hours. It's an hour and a half. Because uh, I know Norwich is like hour, like ninety minutes to two hours. I always think Ipswich is much closer than it is. I do the same thing with Peterborough. Uh, I think oh, that's much closer than it is. Away. Yeah, I've agreed to do events there before, and then like the day before, realised. It's two and a half fucking hours away. I'm not doing that. I didn't know. I didn't really know where Peterborough was until when I was a chef. One of our restaurant managers was like, "Yeah, I live in Peterborough. Mm-hmm. It takes me fucking ages." And I was just like, "So I googled it." Google it. And yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." <laughs> Why the fuck do you drive all this way for this shit job? Well, yesterday I was like, "Right, I need to be there for about five-ish. Mm. So I left here at half past three, which should have given me plenty of time. Yeah. However. It then took me nearly 30 minutes to get off the town. Oh, yeah. The drive from here to the motorway roundabout is four minutes. Yeah. It took me nearly half an hour to do it. So obviously I was late. I just completely just I I just have completely lost track of time this week. I couldn't have told you what day it was. Saturday and Sunday mornings, it takes me less than 20 minutes to get from my front door to the front door of where I work. (laughs) Monday morning. (laughs) Like, I left the house at Corpus. I'm so prepared for it now. I left the house at quarter past seven. I gave myself 45 minutes. Still turned up at like 10 past eight because I sat on the 414 for about 25 minutes. It's great fun, isn't it? Just trying to get out of Harlow and onto the M11. And then it's like fucking slow all the way on the M11. Then I'm sat on the fucking slip road for like 10 minutes. (laughs) Then I come off that. Oh, it's just a fucking nightmare. The M11 at the moment, moment, guys, if you're going northbound, just don't. Yeah. Because there are, between here and Cambridge, there are three lots of roadworks. Um, one of which, the first one, where they're doing this new fucking motorway junction, um, is not only 60 miles an hour, it's also average speed camera, 60 miles an hour. So everyone actually has to go at 60 miles an hour. That I don't mind so much. That is fine. I can kind of, I even sat at 60, I can cruise to work and it's it's not too bad. It's... <laughs> The actual traffic. When it's yeah, when there's traffic, yeah. when you just sat there watching the clock tick over, yeah, and, you're and you're like, like "I'm not moving." Yeah. I'm like I left <laughs> to do a 20 minute journey. I gave myself 45 minutes. Like I'm sitting there, like, what do I have to leave at quarter to seven in future? Yeah. Just to get to work on time. This is fucking bullshit. I did that the other day because I'd had a really bad run and I've been, you know, I was just making it to work yeah. on time or making it in late. So I left slightly earlier. Yeah. And then there was no fucking traffic and I got to work like nearly half an hour early and I'm like, the fuck is this? See, that was me on Wednesday. After two shit days, I did literally <laughs> leave, leave the house at like just after seven. And then like, there I am putting into work at like 25 to eight. And yeah. I'm like, why must you fuck with me? And then that was the same day that I left the house just after seven, got to work 25 <laughs> minutes early and then go home till like three hours, 15 minutes after I was meant to. <laughs> It's just like, why must you fuck with me? I mean, I did. I have got some good news about work this week, which I told you. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to show off, but it's just it's so frustrating, really, really is. And whenever I moan about it, I work. They're like, well, why don't you just go through Salford, go through Salford, Salford? I'm like, because where I live in the town, 
It's basically two minutes from the right You're basically way. on the junction. Now, if I want to go that way, I'll have to go right across town. Mm-hmm. I, like, through all the fucking school traffic, all the other traffic, yeah. just to kind of get out of Harlow. And that's before trying to get through Sawbridgeworth yep. at that time in the morning and trying to get through Stortford. So... Yeah, I'm just. There's no to... sensible option. No, I at least until keep... they do. Junk, what is it? Junction Seven A. Okay, is that what is that? That's going to be further. That's going to be further north, coming out the other side of Harlow. Oh, okay. Which I still, I don't know whether it'll be quicker or easier for no. me because I'll still have to drive across town to yeah. get to it. But in theory, there'll be less traffic going that way. I don't know. <sighs> it's just fucking. Annoying. I'm just. Yeah, I'm just tired. Like I haven't got over my three days of work, and I should have done by now because <laughs> this is my third day off. But... <laughs> Life has just conspired to just keep me at this level of exhaustion <laughs> yeah. where everything just feels like hard work. So that that concludes the moaning old men portion of today's podcast. Yeah, well, we've got we're introducing <laughs> a new segment, Tudrig, which is um, grumpy old men segment. What, that what was, were the two the two um, heckling Muppets from the Muppet oh, Show? I don't know, but yeah, that'd but be that's us. basically us at the, the moment. The yeah. two old men. <laughs> grumpy old men like bitching about life i was thinking about this like if we would if we did like a, a 12 like if someone said all right here's 12 episodes you're gonna do a chat show or you do this or yeah. whatever it would be absolutely fine and really easy to be like right we're just recording 12 shows in a whole year okay i can overcome whatever's going on in life <laughs> that and be positive bring and the energy and 12 the times a year 12 for 12 times a year that's fine yeah, i can it's do easy that me. But when you're doing 51 episodes out of 52 <laughs> weeks, like, there will be... There's going to be weeks where you get more moaning than normal, guys. The show will follow like, the peaks and troughs of life, yeah. really. And... The ebb and flow of the circle of life. Yeah. So it's the circle of life. Deal with it. Plus, I, I, I think moaning about the, the minutiae of life is quite relatable, because everyone has to do yeah. that. Yeah. To be honest, no one's ever complained about us moaning. No. So I think they... A lot of the, well, at least a lot of the space they monkeys. Going, yeah, the fucking M11 is Fuck shit. you, M11. Hashtag don't at me, M11 bro. Coronavirus is not a good excuse for not hiring people. <laughs> Being pothole is cunty behaviour. <laughs> so, you know, if you don't like us moaning, guys, um, reach out to us and then we can moan about people not liking us moaning. Yeah. <laughs> Because you know, there's nothing we can't moan about. This is the 81st episode, and we've still not had a complaint yet. Yeah, I know. I don't get it. I figured just, by now, at least no one, one person. The only people that listen are just our friends. Did you see? Oh, no, you wouldn't have seen. Fuck, yeah, you're not on Twitter, are you? No. So, I tweeted, obviously, as I do, from, from the account. I can't show oh, you on there. Oh, hang on. While you're looking stuff up. Big up Will, Rachel, and anybody else that has been sharing our stuff in the last few weeks. I really appreciate it when and Ash, tapping your foot, the microphone picks sorry, up. I really appreciate it when I log on when I go into Facebook and I see all these people sharing touching stuff, it really makes me happy. Type two error. That is um Kieran and Ben from the Cooper Temple Claws. That's their new band. Cause I tweeted about the, the episode and I included hashtag Cooper Temple Claws and links to the, the two music videos that we chose. So the- And they replied. The singer and the piano player. Yeah, they oh, they replied so. to us. They got a new battle. Oh, yeah, fuck that. They got a new battle. They're not bad actually. They're, they're pretty good. I need to go and look them up when I go home. 
Where where can I find them? Are they like YouTube? All over the place. Yeah, all on the. They've actually got stuff out. Yeah, yeah, they've actually got stuff out. Yeah, yeah. And they replied to our tweet about. They replied to one of my Instagram posts the other day because I uh, it was an old one um, of a load of uh, Cooper Tumble Claws t-shirts that I sadly had to get rid of. Oh, I haven't seen that. Mm. It was ages ago. I follow you you everywhere. How come I'm not seeing that? I don't know. I have to go look for it. Um, But that was the one that I was I was really excited about the other day because they responded, and it was. Ben, like one of my frontman heroes, yeah. responded to me and was talking about it. I was like, yeah, glad you liked the artwork. And it turns out they designed the artwork and stuff that was on their T-shirts and that. Awesome. And I was like, oh, my God. And it made my day that they responded. Do you remember? And then they responded on here as well. Okay, Talking Till the Joy Gun is now the official Type 2 Error <laughs> fan <laughs> podcast. We're going to rebrand going forward to make our heroes happy. I'm hoping that's a, that's a step. And that now that you know we've got a, we've got a, a proper actual band who have, have tweeted us, um, I also tagged Seth Rogen in that. So yeah. I'm, waiting, I'm hoping now, because he's clearly a fan of Type 2 Error, I'm really hoping... <laughs> Touching. i got to tweet this shit, man. <laughs> I listened to this Touching, man. Dolphin sex fucking blew my mind. You sound more like Elon Musk on fucking Joe Rogan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't do a good Seth Rogen. No, neither can I. Richie, Richie, reach out to us, man. We know you can do a good yeah. Seth. <laughs> oh, wow. So... It's yeah. not. It's not just our friends. It's, it's not just our know. friends. There are actual people interacting. With actual like. I'm gonna have to start planning like uh, Cooper Temple Claws appreciation segments for every episode going forward, <laughs> in case they did listen to that one and they're like, Do you know what? They're actually quite funny or they're quite. Interesting. Yeah, actually quite good. I love the idea of, of someone like, that quite like a bit of bullshit. <laughs> I love the idea that, that that not only like the band that I've seen most in the world. Yeah. Um, like the lead singer and the piano player being being not only aware of me yeah. but actually having like my, my one of my frontman idols who i aspired to be when i was in a band like talking to me about stuff that i'm making now and it's like oh my god oh my god <laughs> proper fanboy when i saw that the other day so as benedict Gultry replaced antonio banderas as your new as, as my new man crush sexual obsession <laughs> i don't know man i mean he's a good singer but is he does he smolder more is he more sultry no he's got he's more kind of like just cool rock star. Yeah, he's more rock star than you know, than smold- smoozing smolder. into my pants yeah. and smouldering at me from across the pillow. <laughs> we need to back off this because if they did listen to last week <laughs> and then try to listen to this week, they're like, "Oh no, he's talking about me getting in his pants." Oh god, he wants me in his pants. No, Ben, you're block, safe, man. Block, block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're safe, man. You're not a short um, Hispanic man with long hair. I often wonder what happened to Tom Benoit, like because he was like he was he was. Uh, he's, Not, in a, he's in another band. Is he? Yeah. How um, do you know? Do I need to go on Twitter to find this stuff out? Because I, I don't know anything. I think so. Uh, what's his name? Dan... He's in a band. Fisher. I know he, that. Yeah, he's in Red Kite. Yes. I quite, um, I quite like them. Obviously, uh, Kieran and Ben are in Type 2 Error. And Dingy is in... I can't remember the name of the band. It's on their Wikipedia page. I tell you what, right? We joke about getting Seth Rogen on the pod and all these other people. We should probably reach out to starting, someone like this. Starting new pods called, like, you know, Junk Food and Weed with Seth Rogen <laughs> and Touchy, which has been going around in my head all week. And I get into more, I think about how much that's a really good fucking podcast. <laughs> Every week we sit down and we discuss. Weed's illegal in this country. A different junk food and a different strain of weed. Yeah, we'd have to go to Cali. He'd have it. to fly us out to, to Cali yeah. so that we could. And then we'd record, like, you know, 
an entire season. Oh, we talk, we call them in blocks. Yeah, yeah. no, that. And yeah, then, but by the end, by the last episode, we'd be <laughs> so blazed. We'd, just, <laughs> we'd be so high and so fat. Giggling. <laughs> we'd have to get two seats on the plane to come home because we're just <laughs> too many in and out burgers. Um, no, we should we should reach out to these guys and see if they want to come and sit down and talk to us about their new band. See, I was thinking that. Um, however, reminisce about when we saw them at the square. How, however, um, that's far too much like like sensible, serious podcasting. Yeah, we'll do it as a spin-off. Or no, just, no, I mean, I'm worried we couldn't handle that. Oh, we could handle that. And you, yeah. Ash said when we did Interview of the Vampire episode, we were eloquent and earnest and really good at it. So we can do it. Like, We've done that it. When episode? We, no, 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 the book. Oh, the book. book oh, okay. Club. And when we did like Mandalorian and stuff, we've done earnest episodes. We could easily sit down and sit with them and talk to them about, you know, reminisce about the Coopers, talk about what they're doing now, what what kind of their influences. Oh, I've read so many. I've read so many interviews of bands over the years. <laughs> no, that's true. I yeah. could. I could do an interview of a band, especially one that I'm really into. I, I could be, I could be uh, Johnny Cigar, and you could be Johnny Pipe, oh, like like yeah, Johnny yeah. Cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be our, our, our alter egos for interviewing bands. We could well do it though. That would be awesome. I would love to sit down and talk to them too. <laughs> I wouldn't make any jokes either. I wouldn't be like, so Kieran, what's it like to be the least known member of Cooper Temple? Club? <laughs> Ouch! No, it's, it's all fun and games. It's all love. Um, <laughs> I only make fun of people I'm, that I like. We'll, we'll add that to the to the uh, the spin-off file. Oh, just not even a spin-off. Just Space Monkey Radio. Touching talks to type two error, and we just sit. That down would work actually in. because it'd be Touching and TTE. Oh yeah. All the the, the funny T acronyms. Yeah. All the T's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I can wear my TESD T-shirt, <laughs> and we'll make it. a... <laughs> <laughs> a triumph. What's, what's the word? Triumph. Triumvirate. Triumvirate. Yeah. Well, there we go. That was a, that was a slight. Aside. I promise, type two error. If we ever do a podcast where we interview, I won't use any big words that I can't pronounce. <laughs> but that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I, right. su- I suddenly don't want to do this. You suddenly don't want to do this episode. Do this episode. Just, talk to bands. I, I just want you to tweet them and see if they'll come over. Right. right. Focus. Focus. Come Focus. on. You, you've got some interesting lad Bible or possibly mirror. No articles. Changed it up. All today's articles come from Vice.com. Is that better? <laughs> yeah. If not, it's it's different at least. <laughs> it's edgier. It's edgier. Yeah. Right. Infamous influencer explained why she licked her toilet, and it makes zero sense. Well, obviously. <laughs> fucking hell. She licked her toilet for a video and called it a coronavirus challenge. <clears throat> After attaining viral viral notoriety for licking the toilet seat in an airplane social media influencer Ava Louise explains in her new video why she did it and it makes zero sense Ava Louise let me just take this moment to say you're a fucking idiot <laughs> she approached Gianrigo Marletta who cool. from now on I'm just going to be calling Marletta a video reporter for AFP who was covering the coronavirus on Miami Beach and she asked to be interviewed. She says, I was tired of her getting all the headlines. I was tired of her getting all of the press um, talking about the coronavirus pa- pandemic that has affected more than 8,700 people and killed almost 150 in the U- US. 
this must be a real old article. If it's only killed it's affected more than eight thousand yeah. seven hundred people in my town. Yeah, and killed one hundred and fifty. It's killed more than Anne Harlow. Um, in a viral video that has since been taken down, Louise licked the seat of a toilet bowl on an airplane and tried to start a coronavirus challenge. While her challenge didn't appear to inspire copycats, it did make her infamous overnight. So I licked the toilet seat on my sugar daddy's private plane on my way down here to go viral because I fucking hate old people and it's their fault that we can't go to the beach and catch a fucking dick. <laughs> Ava Louise continued to explain to Marletta. Sorry, I'll stop tapping my foot. Um, while it doesn't explain why she felt the need to lick a toilet seat, Louise's hatred for the elderly seems to be an essential aspect of her online persona. She rallied against boomers in a YouTube video addressing the toilet licking stunt. There's a reason coronavirus is taking out people over 50, because you're all idiots who ruined our country, our economy, and raised clout-chasing idiots like me, the person you will hate so much. <laughs> Her speech was more like a glossary of internet culture with buzzwords and memes like White Claw, I don't know what that is, a distaste for Facebook and shitting on boomers. She seems to know just the right buttons to push to make the internet go wild. Um, She's starving for internet fame and she isn't ashamed to admit it. Every joke I made and everything I said I pulled from internet culture in order to get attention for it, she said. The toilet licking stunt was just her latest attempt to go viral. In 2019, Ava Louise appeared on talk show Dr. Phil twice to promote her personal brand. In the show, she positioned herself as an Insta-obsessed skinny legend and coined the viral phrase, I'd rather die hot than live ugly. Wow. What do we think of Ava Louise? Um, would fucking you, cancerous. Would you lick a toilet seat um, to, to, to make Touching more famous? If we had to hit the next level, and the only way we were going to get it was if you went into the Harvey Centre and tick, lick one Fuck of the toilets. mate, no. I'd rather die famous than lick a toilet... Uh, die inf- unknown than, than fucking lick a toilet seat <laughs> in a public toilet. Oh. If you say... You saying you'd rather die unknown... Really goes to show. I, I, even I have my I have standards. Okay, and this is why we don't mention by name the website because yeah. it's full of toxic shit like that. I did. I read something the other day. I don't know if it's true because it was a meme on Facebook. So chances are <laughs> it's eighty percent not true. But did it have it a said, picture of a minion next no, to it? No, no. It said it was basically said a guy was went on there. A guy of Parkinson's went on there and complained about how small the tablets are for Parkinson's and how it's hard to get it out of the the container and take it when you're shaking. So someone saw it, went away, designed some kind of gadget mm. to make it, but it didn't have like a 3D printer or needed some yeah, more expertise. Yeah. So he put it out on, on and let all the people kind of get involved. And we literally, within two weeks, like there was... Like the guy that put the original video yeah, yeah. up had one of these things, <laughs> and on top of all of that, they patented like, the guy that came up with a design mm. left it. I don't really know what this means. Open source. I think yeah, that yeah. means anyone can get involved, yeah. right? And then gave the patent to the uh, Michael J. Fox Society. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's not just yeah, they're, they're, yeah, but that's that's akin to having to wade through a six foot high pile of shit to find a little gold nugget. You know, there's a lot of shit there. But the good, there's the good stuff in it. 
but most of it is just it's not in fact it's not shit it's radioactive shit yeah. that's toxic and also wants to call you a boomer I don't know why. I'm not fucking boomer. I'm not even faulty. I can't even tell you why I started refusing to say the name of that social website. I thought it was just because it's cancerous. Uh, no, I think it was just. I just one day I was like, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. And I just stuck to it. I did. I did wonder the other week when you started doing it. I was like, did we discuss this? Is this was this planned? No, but now now we know it's because it's cancerous and full of. It's because it's cancerous and just bullshit. full of shit. Yeah. Ghastly website. So you're not going to be licking any toilet seats. I will not be licking any toilet seats. I mean, maybe maybe reach out to us, Antonio. You know, <laughs> Ava, Ava Louise, get in touch. Ava Louise, if you're willing to lick a toilet seat, I've got a very nice asshole. I was gonna say, yeah, I've got a, you know, go straight to the source, so to speak. I've got a couple of bits you can lick, love. I mean, if it's if it's for the pod, I'm sure my missus won't mind. If you really want, you can lick my asshole while Rooney pisses on your face. <laughs> Get that real all-round toilet licking experience. That'll make that'll make you go viral. And and you want me to message uh, Type Two Error and ask him if they want to do an interview? No, not this week. <laughs> not this week. Who oh, knows? Who knows? They're all lads. They're all guys. They're, They're all, all lads. They want to piss on a face. <laughs> they might. They might find this shit funny. Oh God! I hope somebody somebody other than us does. I'm really, really starting right, to worry on, move on, move on about quick. today's intro because Indonesian teens are getting drunk off boiled bloody menstrual pads. I'm out. <laughs> no, I'm out. I'm done. Right, that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, find what you love. Positive things will happen. <laughs> Don't listen to Reggie. <laughs> Again, vice.com. Um, there's no shortage of creative and dangerous ways to get fucked up on a budget in Indonesia. People already combine stuff that should, by most accounts, kill... Pe- kill. Oh, my God. Look at this. Look. Read that. People already combine stuff that should, by most accounts, kill person like... What? Come uh, on, Vice.com. Uh, sort it out. I came to you because I thought you were better than the Star and Lab Bible and Mirror and the Mirror. Jesus, so you've even got me fucking missing words out in my, <laughs> in my sentences. <laughs> Hire a real journalist. We'll get you a job as an internet journalist at this rate. There's no shortage. I'm going to have to start editing as well. You're going to have to, yeah, editing on the fly. There's no shortage of creative and dangerous ways to get fucked up on a budget in Indonesia. (laughs) People already combine stuff that should, by most accounts, kill people like pure methanol and acetone with over the counter headache pills, crushed up mosquito coils, and even toilet cleaner into toxic and intoxicating brews. But now the kids have moved on to something new: menstrual pads. (laughs) (laughs) The head of the drug eradication department at the Central Java Central Java branch, which sounds more like a coffee shop to me, does of the National Drug Agency broke the disgusting news this week in an interview with the newspaper uh, Java Post. The materials there. The materials they're using are legal, but they're not being used in a way that's intended. So it ends up being used like a drug. Um, we need to take steps to educate people. Everyone, stop having periods. Yeah. <laughs> no more periods. Just let it free flow. Yeah. Just let it free flow because then they can't suck it out of your menstrual pads. Just get in the shower. Let it all go down the plug hole. It's fine. <laughs> Push the to, clumps down the hole. <laughs> starting to prove that I don't really know how periods work. <laughs> 
Their materials they're using are legal, but they're not being used in a way that's that's intended. So it ends up being used like a drug. We need to take steps to educate people that there are materials that aren't classified as drugs or psychotropics in the eyes of the law, but can still be misused. (laughs) The rest of the story is actually really sad. These teens, most of them ages 13 to 16, live on the streets in places like Perwo Daddy, Kudos, Patti, Rembang and West Semarang. They take the menstrual pads, some used, some brand new, and boil them in water, distilling the chemicals and gels inside. They then drink the tainted water and feel sort of high. Motherfucker used the word sort of. <laughs> they actually used sort of in, in an article. not even a quote either. In the past, they used the used ones, explained a lecturer. Um, who works with street kids. Usually, they use the winged ones, which have got a lot of gel. And apparently, it's been going on for years. In the past, sniffing glue was the drug of choice for Indonesian street kids. But a lot of them have moved on, searching for more creative ways to get messed up of stuff that others might not think twice about. A commissioner for drugs and health um, with the Indonesian Committee on Child Protection told the press that the boiled menstrual pad trend is already a few years old. A lot of these kids are smart. Don't sound it to me, mate. No. A lot of these kids are smart, and with the internet, they can make new variants and concoctions. This is where the risk factor goes up, because they're only concerned with one substance in a mixture, ignoring other substances, leaving open the possibility of fatal side effects. They're so smart that they're ignoring the fact that they could die from what they're doing because they're not paying attention. Now, this article goes on and on and on with lots of... It's un- a vice article, of course it does. Unpronounceable Indonesian words. So, but, like... Are they unpronounceable or are they just sort of unpronounceable? <laughs> sort of unpronounceable. <laughs> Have you ever, ever been that desperate to get fucked up that you thought, I know, I'm going to get a used menstrual pad, pad and boil, boil it, it up. up? Make a cup of it out of that. Wait, hang on, I'll rephrase it. Have you ever been that desperate to get fucked up that you've gone online to find weird and wonderful <laughs> weird ways, and wonderful to, get ways to get up? fucked up? Yeah. No. No, I mean either. I don't admittedly I'm not a street kid you're not an Indonesian street kid so uh, like, I mean, their life's probably tough and they do like my life like I wasn't an Indonesian street kid <laughs> but I spent a good 15 years pretty much fucked up at all times so I can understand that they want to get <laughs> fucked up but why don't they just you know use normal drugs they're <laughs> like probably too expensive <laughs> which is Rob just Rob <laughs> don't don't boil up fucking your, your tampax go and go and rob someone listen to touch it right it's better to go out there rob someone and use that money to go and buy you know real drugs than it is to buy a lot of menstrual pads i suppose in a way you know what we're recommend what we're recommending is is actually a solution to the problem because they'll be going out robbing which means the robbings will become increasingly violent as people become increasingly desperate so more people will die so there'll be less street kids around so they'll spend less time looking up new ways to make drugs and go robbing people it's a self-solving problem I was already... It's our final solution. I was already... <laughs> Touching's final solution to the Indonesian street kid from... Oh, God, this episode is getting worse. We've gone from, wow, it'd be so cool, to, so cool to interview, to interview bands. bands to... <laughs> Kill all the street kids. Give them guns, let them... Are we the CIA? Quick, let's move on. Quick, the mask has slipped. <laughs> right, we've got one last article from Vice.com. Oh, here we go. And unlike the first two... I can't see this one going down dangerous ways. 
<laughs> you <laughs> underestimate my power. <laughs> this guy paints the sex he allegedly has with aliens. <laughs> I just... I, could, I have a button over here for that. <laughs> do it again, do it again. Um, when he was 17 David Huggins says he lost his virginity to an extraterrestrial I mean she was just ugly mate there's no there's no need to be mean we've all been there we've all fucked an argo don't 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 be mean about it no I lost my virginity to a fucking hot woman um yeah i didn't say we all lost our virginities the word i banged was pretty hot but you know i lost my v plates to to someone who's at least a little bit tasty but uh, you know we've all banged uggos that's what i'm saying yeah yeah, we've all been we've all been we've all been balls deep in a swamp donkey (laughs) and the the worst thing is i am most people's you are the uggo Oh, my God. Uh, can I just take it back to that bit earlier? I was like, oh, I'm in a really good place. <laughs> but no one's going to know it. No one's going to know it. Because <laughs> I just make fun of myself constantly like a man <sighs> who has no self-respect whatsoever. Right, come on, Tom Donkey. Get on with it. Um, losing your virginity is supposed to be memorable. <laughs> Most people look back on the app with affection and probably a little embarrassment. Like I've said before, I don't even remember it. Yeah. Um, but David Huggins says the first time he had sex was more uh, out of this world than most. When I was 17, I lost my virginity to a female extraterrestrial. Now, how do you, like, it's, like he's put the word female in there. He's like, I fuck aliens, but I ain't gay. I'm not gay. Yeah. yeah. Mate, I'd rather be gay than claiming I fucked an extraterrestrial. You know what I mean? It's easier to get my head around the fact that some people just need dick than it is that I lost my virginity to an extraterrestrial. Um, Where was I? When I was 17, I lost my virginity to a female extraterrestrial, the 74-year-old says in a documentary about him called... Is it just senile? Are we we about to rip into a senile old man who's lost the fucking plot? Because, you know... Unless he runs, unless he becomes president of the US, I'm not. I'm not okay doing that. <laughs> I didn't see this going away as the other two stories, but now I'm starting to understand how this could go badly. So I don't. I don't understand how your brain didn't look at this article and go, "This could go badly," <laughs> because I just thought we'd laugh at the fact that he had sex with an alien. I okay, think. okay, okay. Let's 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 keep it let's keep it sensible. When I was 17, I lost my virginity to a female extraterrestrial. It's going to be the name of your autobiography. <laughs> The 74-year-old says in a documentary about him called Love and Saucers. Who the fuck is making these documentaries about people fucking things they shouldn't be fucking? Yeah, why are we not making them? Why are we not making these documentaries? (laughs) Because it would be less of a documentary and more of us just like, Look at this motherfucker! I lost my documentary to my dad's 19... Documentary? I lost my my virginity to my dad's 1974 Dodge Charger. It was a blissful time, and she was a caring and affectionate lover. I tried to have sex with a family dog, but the dog wasn't having it, so I had to move on to a car. I tried to fuck my bicycle, so I had... But it it gave me the cold shoulder and told me I wasn't interested, so I had to fuck my daddy's car. I laid on on my skateboard and rolled backwards and forwards... (laughs) Until I comb in my pants. I dragged my balls across the rough grip tape on top of my skateboard. The burning sensation took me to new heights of ecstasy. 
Also, I'm a senile old fart because I'm like in my fucking 80s and I'm just making this shit up because I don't know what's happening anymore. Also, I pissed myself. <laughs> my biggest fantasy and dream lay would be a penny farthing. <laughs> I used to have vintage, vintage pictures of penny farthings on my wall. They were my pictures of Lily. <coughs> By the way, that's a Who reference. Yeah. Just in case anyone thinks I'm picking up, putting up pictures of random girls named Lily. <laughs> it was all too much for him, guys. It was all too much for him. Doesn't help that we know someone called Lily. It doesn't help. No. <laughs> Where was I? Right. <clears throat> The coitus in question allegedly went down in 1961 when Huggins was a teenager living on his parents' farm in rural, rural Georgia. It wasn't the first <laughs> it time... It says a lot, actually. That, in fact, that says yeah, it all. It does, doesn't it? Farm in rural Georgia and he, he got fucked by an alien. Try to fuck, pig. But then, next thing I know, I'm getting anally probed <laughs> and losing my virginity to a grey. He told me she was a female, but she sounded an awful lot like Uncle Johnny. <laughs> he may he may have been wearing a mask from the Halloween show <laughs> and about don't know about you but I don't think extraterrestrials smell like moonshine <laughs> <laughs> moonshine and pig dung something smells like Uncle Johnny <sighs> and I remember how his balls felt slapping against my ass from the week before <laughs> I reframed it all in my mind as an extraterrestrial because it's far less damaging to my psyche than my uncle raping me as a child. <laughs> yeah, I, don't think I don't think this article could go bad. <laughs> but please, continue with your bullshit. It wasn't the first time extraterrestrials had appeared to him. Of course not. He'd been seeing strange creatures since he was eight. And started drinking his uncle's moonshine. Yeah. But on this day, as he was walking through woods near his house, an alien woman appeared and seduced him. I thought, if anything, I'd be losing it in the back seat of a Ford. Something <laughs> like that. But it didn't work out that way, he says in the film. We need to cover this film. We need to watch this yeah. film. Yeah. <laughs> um, according to Huggins, these visits from extraterrestrials and his sexual relationship with them continued into adulthood. When I interviewed him for the story, Huggins told me his last encounter with Crescent, his name for the woman, <laughs> woman in the woods, was six months ago. I was sitting down in the chair and the woman, Crescent, was behind me and she put her arms around me, he said, and that's about it. I don't know anything else outside of that. Well, like... That's not a sexual encounter. No. I do that to my fiancé quite often, but yeah. I wouldn't say that, like, you know... But you still only have sex every three months. I still only have sex every three months, and, oh. and she's behind me for that. Gotta got to keep the narrative yeah. rumbling on, you know. Huggins is unnervingly matter-of-fact when he talks about his encounters. It's bullshit. <laughs> It sets him apart from what most of us expect from truthers and UFO enthusiasts. He's not in it for the notoriety and doesn't care if anyone believes him. Well, in that case, why is he doing articles? Why is he doing articles like and fucking documentaries? Making documentaries, yeah, if he doesn't care. He just keep it to himself, right? He's just a crazy old man. Yeah, um, where am I? He's not. In yeah, exactly, that's what he says. Where am I? I fucked an alien once! Uh-oh, uh-oh. 
Oh, God. When Huggins talks about fathering hundreds of alien babies, and yes, that's another facet of his encounters, he sounds like an even-killed... He sounds about as even-killed as a farmer explaining crop rotations. I, d- uh, I just... I don't, I don't have it in me to deal with this bullshit anymore. <laughs> That's the end of that article. Weird alien farmer hybrids. I think we've taken it about as far as we can. Look, right, you have to you have to apply a little bit of of common sense to this, okay? You are a space alien, okay? You want some hot like people dick. You want some human dicking because you're a freaky weirdo. So you come to Earth. Are you gonna go somewhere and yeah, are you gonna like go to Hollywood? There you go, swoop for the Hollywood Hills, get yourself some, some, some hot dick. Yeah. You could get dicked by Antonio Banderas, you know, back in like the 80s or yeah. 90s, whatever. Um, you could get yourself, you get some Channing Tatum all up in your alien chuff. You could come to the UK and get fucked by Benedict Altry. Exactly, That's Benedict Cooper Cooper Temple Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, Benedict Other people Cumberbatch. with unpronounceable names. Yes. You know, they will all put it in you in the middle of the night because you're a hot, sexy alien lady. However... You decide to go to bumfuck Georgia and and basically seduce a 17-year-old in the woods and then continue to fuck him throughout his life. Last time you did it, he was in his 70s. He big, ain't got no stamina. Big up all the rednecks out there. I know you listen. Big up rednecks. Welcome yeah, to the breeding program. It, it makes no sense it's just... that you would go after a 17-year-old kid. And what would they get? Like, Are they coming to Earth, getting impregnated by this one... This person. one guy. And then going back to their alien planet, having the baby. Doing their little alien frog spawn thing. Repopulating their planet with alien human hybrids. I mean, you've not exactly. There's, there's got to be an easier way than fucking a 17 year old virgin. <laughs> from from Georgia. Yeah. A 17 year old farmer, Georgia, who thought he was going to lose his virginity in the back of a Ford pickup. <laughs> who keeps screaming, Yeah, fuck me harder. Fuck me, Uncle Johnny. <laughs> fuck me, Johnny. <laughs> Come on, Uncle John. Do it like you mean it. Ruin me. Give me a give me an anal wizard sleeve. Fuck me like you fuck my sister. Fuck me like you fuck them pigs. We all seen you out there. Balls deep in old Bessie. Use the moonshine for lube. <laughs> my, my accent's getting worse. And worse <laughs> I don't know what that was. But yeah, basically, no, that's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, we might just be salty because we never got seduced by weird alien women. And do you think, well, actually, maybe they're like... Right. Honestly, <laughs> if you're 17 and you're walking through the woods <laughs> and an alien woman tries to seduce you... Uh, it wouldn't have taken much seducing. She'd have just said, <laughs> can I see your pee-pee? And I'd have been all over that shit because I'd have fucked anything when I was 17. I would have fucked anything when I was 17. To be honest, I'd fuck most things now. But at the same time, I think I'd be I'd be more like wild as an alien <clears throat> unless she's trying to seduce me. I'd be more like trying to like, you know, get <laughs> photographic evidence <coughs> of this alien. So I'd be I getting can... photographic evidence of her multiple vaginas. Because let's face it, right? I get a photo of a real alien, I can make millions off that. And once I've made my millions, but, Rich, girls gotta... will just throw themselves. <laughs> you've at gotta me. think. You're seventeen, okay? You got blue balls the size of fucking watermelons. And weird alien lady says, hey, let's go have sex. You're not going to be thinking, I, guess. I should take pictures and sell... Because no one... You take pictures of aliens, no one believes it. Even back when we were 17, no one believed it. You would just be a kook that what, nobody would sleep with. What if I got my phone out and I made a what video... What phone did you have when you were 17? 
If I was 17 in 2021... <laughs> right, yeah, because I don't think you had a phone when you were 17. No, I if didn't. you did, it would have been one of the BT Belnet ones, <laughs> which had like a two-line LCD display, like off, off of a fucking calculator. I'd get my phone out, I'd film the alien giving me head, and then alien <laughs> porn... Mate, I'm, I'm a billionaire overnight. I... No, you're not, because I've seen some alien porn on Pornhub. <laughs> but this and... is legit. This is a real alien. <laughs> yeah, but they like... don't know that. No one's going to believe like a 17-year-old going, yeah, I've got a blowjob off an alien. Want to see the video? <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, think about it, okay? you're se- Even now, you upload it to... And everyone's like, it's fake. Yeah. It's fake. I can see the CG. I can see the pixels all out of line. Yeah, it's not. Look. Yeah, I know, but nobody will believe you. She's slimy and got horns. How is that not real? Oh, this, don't, don't assume it's it's promotional material. It's like a, a viral campaign for some film that's coming out, or it's just a porn studio. They would assume it was just something made in Japan, where they do that shit all the time. People are so cynical, and I need to be more like me. More like you, <laughs> fucking credulous. <laughs> <laughs> If you look up gullible in the dictionary, there's just a picture of you going, yeah, aliens come and have sex with us. <laughs> you, and then next to it, the alternate meaning, some old guy from Georgia. Yeah. Look at my hundreds of alien children. My alien children, they're all in the garden. Those are sunflowers. They're my alien children. I water them every day. <laughs> oh, come on, you know it, mate. I mean, if he thinks he fucked an alien and has hundreds of alien children scattered throughout the cosmos... <laughs> He's out there. He's actually out there fucking a fucking pumpkin or something. What would you do if a, if a giant spaceship came to Earth named, I don't know, Uncle Johnny, <laughs> and hundreds of these human-alien hybrid children come running out and come to your house... To prove me wrong? Yeah. I would... How I would, would you deal with that? What I would, would do a Reggie. What would be the first thing you would do? Um, Probably go live on the Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then for the next episode, I would do a Reggie and, re- and record an apology <laughs> and a retraction of my pre- previous comments. And then I would get them all on for an interview. <laughs> what if then, like... I'd set up a, a ta- account yeah. and, uh, and, you know, make some videos of them. Would you not try to fuck at least two of them? How, wait, how, I suppose, yeah, some, most of them are going to be adult age now, aren't they? Because, you know, let's face it, his last fuck six months ago probably didn't impregnate her. Does the age thing really count with the alien-human hybrids? Because they could age I mean, we're in murky rate. waters here. They could be like Grogu, right? Like 50 years old, but still be a baby. Yeah, true. true. If if they were above the legal age of consent for both Earth and <laughs> their species, and they were at least reasonably attracted... Yeah, then what if... They are jailbait, and they're like, no, 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 I'm really 76, I just age really slowly. And you'd be like, all right, I'll fucking end. And it turns out that 76 is like, I don't know, nine in Earth years. How what? would you, would you take your own weirdest life? weirdest hypothetical <laughs> conversation I've ever had. No, I'd go to Vice and make a documentary about it. <laughs> have, your face, have your face pixelated. Have my face out. pixelated and get one of those voice changes. Yes, so anyway, I fucked her. She told me she was 76. How am I supposed to know 76 is the equivalent of a 15-year-old over there? She looks 76. No, wait, that doesn't make me sound better. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really horny. <laughs> my explanation for most of the things I did in my early 20s. <laughs> Most of the things you do now as well. Most of the things I do now, yeah, to be honest. I mean, used to make this podcast. And I was hoping to get some tail. <sighs> I want to get some podcast groupies. 
Aliens of the Cosmos. <laughs> aliens Rooney of the Cosmos. Will fuck you. Nine seventy six. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Come down here. I mean, if you're hot enough, I'm sure I can get Amy involved. We can go for that uh, Menage Alien. <laughs> He's especially keen to take some alien hymens. <laughs> I'm gonna collect them in little specimen jars. We'll uh, we'll, we'll open up a, a museum one day. They'll be my alien hymens. Your stolen. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the ovaries, ovaries. stolen from your victims. Touching <laughs> the museum. Touching the formaldehyde years. <laughs> <laughs> but what oh. if we took some of the ovaries that I stole? Alien some ovaries. Of the alien semen that you got in your mouth and swallowed. Oh. <laughs> Wait, how are you going to get it out? Combine them. We could make our own race of human alien hybrid soldiers. Or marketing team. The market. Marketing team. Tajik, yeah. Hype team. <laughs> Market Tajik by just going to people's houses and being like, putting them at gunpoint. Listen, like, to Tajik. Listen to Give Tajik. them a five star review. Yeah. Uh, more, more, more. Yeah, yeah. We want at least 150 characters on why you love it. Yeah. Right, now follow them on all the social medias. Yeah. T shirts, you need at least three. Right, now come here. I'm going to fuck you because I'm a horny alien yeah. hybrid. <laughs> so now the aliens. <laughs> The circle of life. <laughs> right, should we move on? Because um, we've, we've, I think we've done some damage to our reputation today. Uh, yes, that's right, neighbourhood child. We are, we are in questionable territory. We have a reputation to uphold. <laughs> we have a reputation to uphold. Yeah, I'm got my neighbours complaining to me because I've got the window open. <laughs> my child, how do you talk about? Raping nine-year-old alien. Right, well, you are welcome. Uh, and that one was free of charge. If you want any more, you're going to have to buy a Tucky T-shirt. Use it as a teaching moment. Teach your kid how rape is wrong. <laughs> but it's okay if they're aliens. Be all like, knowing my neighbours, would be like, well, how do you think we got the child in the first place, mate? <laughs> do you think anyone consents to sleep with me? No, actually, I, I don't think they do, as by man. That reminds don't me, do. I haven't seen Sheriff Gammon for ages. Oh, he's still there. He's still, he's still there. He's he's uh, he's in winter mode at the moment. He can't come out because Which... wearing a vest and shorts in this weather is not healthy for him. You know, he has no real body hair anymore to trap that warmth in. If you, if you, so you have seen him? I have seen him. Yes, he was putting stuff out in his bin the other day. Like and I ignored him menacingly. No, no, he was trying to catch my eye. So, but I don't want to talk to him, so I just ignored him. Oh, okay, I'm, I might need to just purposefully come around and park outside his house again. He just come out of shit on his doorstep, just for another, just to get in life. <laughs> another interaction. Let me know you're going to do it because then I can, I can film it from across. I can just go out to my car. No, I'm just washing my car with my <laughs> washing. First, I'm also filming you, but no washing. <laughs> Fucking rare day if you get a parking space outside your house where you can pretend to <laughs> wash your car. It's even rarer day if I yeah. fucking wash my car. Jesus. Uh, right. Uh, so anyway, we, we watched a film this week. We did we? watch a film this week. It was my choice this week. Had you ever seen it before? I saw it when I was a kid. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I because I I recommended it and then I was sat there the other night watching it and I was like, wait, shit, I don't know if Richie's ever actually seen it. I this have film. saw it when it came out when I was a kid. I had vague recollections of it. Like I had a kind of like hazy. Um, I don't want to use the word recollection. Because you've said recollection yeah. a lot. It's yeah. starting to lose meaning. Yeah. <clears throat> Memory. Memory of <laughs> the scene where he's standing in front of the groundhog and he's doing his report. Uh, that okay. I could bring to mind. And then as soon as I saw the clock, it, it all started coming back to me. Right. Before I saw this film, I had did, I only saw this film for the first time about five, six years ago. Oh, okay. Um, when I realised, I should probably watch some more Bill Murray things other than just Ghostbusters. Um, 
And the, my pervading memory of it is an advert when ITV first got the rights to show it. All right. And they were running an advert for it, like every fucking, every ad break. Yeah. And it was the, uh, the, the two radio guys... Oh, going, yeah. it's Groundhog Day, oh, okay. uh, overlaid on the picture of him with the, the groundhog driving yeah, the truck. Yeah. And I thought this was going to be like some weird buddy animal comedy. Oh, and nice. I was disappointed the first time I watched it that it wasn't. I remember seeing, seeing it when I was a kid, probably when ITV showed it. My parents were probably watching yeah. it. And I was just <laughs> sat there like barely understanding. Barely understanding the plot, yeah. Yeah, but no, I'm, I'm happy that you chose it. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's good, because yeah, I, I suddenly realised, hang on a minute, I have no idea how he feels about this film. He may never even have seen it, and this could be another one where he comes along trying to be fake positive. No, no I'm not going to be fake positive. I will... <laughs> ask will a lot of questions. Be a discla- I'll ask a lot of questions, and there will be a disclaimer before I give my score. Awesome. But I'm not being fake positive this week. Cool. I'm not going to get tired halfway through and be like, fuck it! <laughs> fuck it, I don't, I don't care! care. No, not this week. Right, well, and I get into my trivia. Um, so the film was released on the 12th of February, 1993. Oh, it's not... I really thought this was like eight years. So did I. Yeah. I really had it in my head this was an 80, 80s movie, but no, 1993. Because so, late 80s and early 90s, the fashion's pretty much the same, so you yeah, can't was, really Yeah, there were a lot of blurred lines there. Yeah. Um, not to be confused with a song about raping girls when they're drunk. Blurred lines? No? Okay. I mean, the cool kids will get the reference. Okay. <laughs> Budget. Of that reminds me. After last week, where we, where you asked me that question about what song I wanted to play at Heaven. Yes. And I chose Dead by MCR. Yes. I have noticed a lot of music videos on your Facebook videos yeah. since it then. It forced me that kind of... <laughs> I listened to Black Parade again for the first time in about... Well, since my dad That's died. It's a hell of an album. Since my dad... It's all about cancer, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit, I haven't made yeah, that connection. Yeah. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> it's all about people dying of cancer. So for a while, I was just like, oh, I can't listen to this. But yeah, I went back on Hey, what a good album. But then it, <laughs> it started making me think that like we could do more with this podcast to make it more, do more for the broken, the beaten, and the damned. Fuck that. It's much more fun taking the piss out of people. No, yeah, we'll do that. But we'll. I'll... Oh, you want us to take the piss out of the broken, the beaten, no, and no, the damned? No, 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 no. I want to make Like Indonesian pod- street kids. <laughs> And old men who think they're fucking aliens and clearly I'm need not, psychiatric help. We're not making fun of the poverty stricken. We're making fun of the, the idiots Speak for yourself. that boil up. <laughs> <laughs> the poverty stricken yeah. idiots. So they're the double whammy. I'm going to have to stay. But if I really want to make this podcast a bastion for the freaks and the losers and the outcasts like us, I'm really going to have to like <laughs> change it up a bit. Yeah. 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 I was thinking we could do we could do more for like, you know, the non cool Is it going to require me doing any more work? Because I, I literally have no more time to do any more work. No, we just need to be more. I don't know. I, I haven't quite figured it out, but I want to make. I want to. Do you know, like MCR, we're like that. You know, we're all freaks and losers. You can come over. We are open to call. freaks and losers. We told people this is. Yeah, you know, people can come to us and confess stuff. It's a judgment free zone. <laughs> yeah. For the episode that you're for that particular episode. I just think we could do more. Okay, well, you work on that. I'm okay. going to get back to my trivia, yeah? Right, you get back to that. <laughs> so, anyway, um, that was a weird interlude, but... Yeah, um, Jess, you just reminded me of something I thought of the other day. <laughs> a budget of 14.6 million US dollars. Don't know where the fuck they spent that. Clearly on Andy McDowell's hair. Sorry, what was it, 46? 14.6. Oh, 14 points. Yeah, In the early 90s. I don't, yeah. It's got to have been hair products this feels for like McDowell's a, this feels luscious like a, mane. Like a $5 million film at most. It does, doesn't it? Um, maybe they had to pay a lot for that fucking song I mean yeah back then though I mean Bill Murray was Bill Murray and Andy McDowell they were they were bankable stars they were big money stars they probably took four 
Um, box office, 105 million US dollars. 91 million. You can hear the hamster. I'm not there, doing the points anymore. Just, no, just, just did a big money. Just, yeah. just round it up to no. No one cares about the points in Hollywood. 91 million, yeah. Um, directed, I mean, this could have been another uh, thing in the budget. Directed by Harold Ramis. Yeah. Obviously, Egon there. Screenplay by I Harold Ramis. I thought it Ram- was Ramis. Is, Is it, it Ramis? Ramis? I've heard it pronounced both. Oh, okay. I've heard Americans call him Harold Ramis. We'll go with Ramis then, because he's American. Yeah, okay. So it was directed by Harold Ramis. Yeah. Screenplay by Harold Ramis and Danny Rubin. Yeah. Uh, starring, <laughs> I love how the, the cast list on this is just tiny, but starring Bill Murray, Andy McDowell, and Chris Elliott. And it's like, everyone else in there, you don't get yeah. mentioned, you don't care. Um, and obviously, Punks of Tawny Phil. Punks of Tawny Phil. <laughs> I won't be using the, the name of the town much today. <laughs> it's a great name. It is Punks a gr- of Tawny. It's a great name, but I know I'm going to fuck it up. So <laughs> just why open myself up to that? Now, there's a proper red string moment here for us okay and it links it also links to my t-shirt to your lestat t-shirt. To my lestat t-shirt oh the original idea for groundhog guy gay for groundhog gay that was the triple x male <laughs> male porn uh spin-off version that was the fantasy you had last that was night. my fantasy version <laughs> i had last night <laughs> you fucking boy groundhog i just fuck fuck punks are told me feel. oh my god like i don't even pronounce words anymore yeah he's gone guys he's gone <laughs> Now, the original idea for Groundhog Day came to writer Danny Rubin in 1990. He'd moved to Los Angeles to work as a screenwriter. While waiting in a theatre for a film to start, he was reading Anne Rice's book, The Vampire Lestat. Oh, okay. Which, apparently, that's what you do when you go to the cinema now. These, these, yeah, these adverts and credits are boring. I'm going to read a book. Um... (laughs) <laughs> how are you that's the kind of thing I expect you to do I mean yeah it's a Kindle these days <laughs> yeah. no one reads books uh, <laughs> Rubin began musing about vampiric immortality and what one would do with their time if it was limitless he reasoned that vampires were like normal people who did not need to adhere to ordinary rules or moral boundaries basically yeah. the stat um, he questioned if and when immortality would become boring or pointless and how a person would change over time especially if they were incapable of substantial change he singled out men he deemed to be in arrested development who could not outlive their adolescence. Okay. And hence, Phil was born and the idea of Groundhog Day. <laughs> us on this podcast. Yeah, us on this podcast, basically. We are we are Groundhog Day. Um, yeah, so there's a, there's another red string like moment yeah. there. When I saw that, I was like, this is too perfect. I watched this film twice in the past, like, what, 24 hours? And not once did I ever think of vampires. It's it's such a, me- yeah. a major mental leap from like the vampire Lestat to Groundhog Day, yeah. and yet they are directly linked. It's in- awesome. it's absolutely insane. I I, I came across this because I was on the Wikipedia article looking 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 up for interesting factoids about this, and somebody there was a picture of Anne Rice, and I'm like, wait, that's Anne Rice. She didn't contribute to this film, and then it's got this whole thing underneath. Awesome. I was like. Oh my god! Um, anyway, on to different trivia. Yes. <laughs> Bill Murray was bitten by the groundhog twice during shooting. Both uh, both bites were so bad he had to have anti rabies injections. Really? Yep. You don't just have one anti rabies injection. Apparently not. Um, Jesus. And while filming the kidnapping Phil scene, yeah. uh, Bill Murray spontaneously improvised the line "Don't drive angry, don't drive angry." To cover the fact that the groundhog, which he was holding in his lap, was agitated and trying to escape by climbing over the steering wheel at that point. (laughs) Moments later, the groundhog bit him. (laughs) 
and he had to go basically get his hand stitched up because oh, no. of the, uh, yeah. the ground pod bike because they got some big old oh, yeah. gnashers there. Um, according to director Harold Ramis, most of the time when he tried to explain a scene to Bill Murray, Murray would, would, Murray would interrupt him and simply ask, just tell me, good Phil or bad Phil? And oh, he, that's like how he it. basically yeah. divided his scenes up as to which which Phil he was playing yeah. at the time. Um, Murray was offered a spit bucket for the diner scene where he gorges himself on pastries, but he refused. The angel food cake in particular caused him to feel sick very soon afterwards. I bet he did, yeah, putting an entire slice <laughs> just, in your mouth. Uh, uh, I mean, I would like sugar. to do that. I would but... have been buzzing all day long. All that sugar. All that sugar. <laughs> um, the film was not filmed in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Where they actually have the Groundhog Day uh, oh, so festival. So it's all real. Oh, it's real. Yeah, oh, okay. it's all based on a real, uh, a real. I didn't like, know that. I thought it was holiday just, they have. I thought it was just a device to to kind of use to oh, explain no. these continual like in, no, his it is an actual thing. Yeah. Apparently, sometime in the eighteen hundreds, uh, some some people in Punxsutawney went out into the woods and and were like, "Oh, hey, no, yeah, this is definitely how we're going to predict how long winter will be." And it became a it became a thing, and yeah, it's still celebrated to this day. Okay, so it's kind of like when people go down to um, Stonehenge on the solstice, and they still want to be druids thousands of years <laughs> later. Something like that. Yeah, yeah it's just Americanized. Where okay. they like, look at this funny beaver. He can predict the future. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was not filmed in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, but actually in Woodstock, Illinois, which is uh, bizarrely just fifty miles away from Bill Murray's hometown of Wilmot, Illinois. Oh, okay. Uh, there is a small plaque there now that reads, Bill Murray stepped here, on the curb where Murray continually steps in the puddle. Oh, I like that. There is another plaque on the building wall at the corner that says, Ned's Corner, which is where Phil was continually yeah. accosted by Ned Ryerson. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm watching this film and I'm like, okay, so the first day, it's unavoidable. Mm-hmm. You're going to get netted. <laughs> second day because you're all a bit out of whack because you're repeating a day you're going to get netted but by day three you just take you a, just different take a different route yeah. wouldn't you yeah um, Harold Ramis directed the kids actually no sorry on day three you punch him in the face on day <laughs> then four, you avoid him you take a different route yeah. on day four I'd probably just shank him in the gut um, just you really, might as well because you know, nothing you do is going to matter there's, there's, a, there's a note about that. Um, Harold Ramis directed the kids in the snowball fights to hit Bill Murray as hard as they could. Murray responded by throwing snowballs back as hard yeah, as he could. <laughs> Which you would do, yeah. You get pelted by a snowball. You'd be like, fuck you. Oh, no, this is fun. The, aim for the eyes. In the, the second version of that scene where he's like rushing through it to oh, try yeah, and get yeah. to the, the moment where they're on the, on the snow like there's a bit where the shot widens and you just see a big pile of already made yeah. snow on the floor and it's like oh okay yeah that should have been it. these days that would be digitally yeah, edited out yeah it would yeah um, on the DVD well you could have just got a big pile of snow and then put them and just hit, it, it. hit them yeah. yeah see we should be directing films we should be continuity checkers we should in films. be doing it from what I've learned from doing today's podcast we should be doing everything <laughs> we should be doing everything we should be running and the world and people should be making documentaries about us <laughs> <laughs> doing everything <laughs> touching behind the scenes but not doing everything in the way Rooney wants to do everything you know just doing everything touching behind the scenes coming to Netflix summer 2022 um, coming. How... spelled C-U-M-I-N-G yeah coming <laughs> all over your face um, how old Raymond I come wherever I want James <laughs> I've spent three times trying oh to come on you Netflix the wrong fucking point because you just 
derailed me. On the DVD... Oh, come on. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, come on, your DVD, Harold. Yeah. Um, on the DVD, Harold Ramis states that the original idea was fulfilled to live February 2nd for about 10,000 years. Oh. Later, he hyperbolically says that Phil probably lived the same day for only about 10 years. Oh, Oh, okay. Ten years. There, there has been there has been some debate <coughs> online as to how long he actually spends. Yeah, I'm thinking like one thousand to fifteen hundred times. Yeah, was my kind of estimate. Yeah, in order to get everything down. But what's that? So, what's so that? it's like three, six, nine. That's only like five years. So ten years would be double. Ten that. years would be double that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Danny Rubin and Harold Ramis both said they avoided exploring the truly dark side of Phil's time-lapsing, in which he could do truly horrible things without consequence. For example, murder, torture, uh, what did I say? Murder, torture, etc. See, I'd have added things like, you know, rape, uh, mass murder, burning pyromania, sexual experimentation. Sexual experimentation. Um, Yeah, you could just do, like... Cosplaying. What? Cosplaying. Cosplaying. I mean, he does that one. He does. We see that one. I particularly appreciate his choice for the for his female partner for the evening in that scene. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get we'll get to that bit. Um, In total, there are thirty eight separate days depicted in the film, either in part or in full. Okay. So we only get to see a real like the highlights reel of his his ten years (laughs) stuck repeating that year. Ten years doing the same day over and over again. Yeah, that would not be fun. I would think is though, like in this, he goes from being a bit of a cunt to a really nice person at the yeah. end, which is how he breaks the cycle. It's a redemption arc. But there's no way if I had to live that same day over and over again for ten years, I'd be a good person at no, the end of I'd it. I'd be, I'd just be insane. I'd, I'd be just the, die insane. I would be the worst of them. <laughs> I mean, you're not far off as it is, but um, Bill Murray was undergoing a divorce at the time of filming. and was obsessing about the film as a distraction from the divorce. He would ring Ramis constantly, often in the early early hours of the morning. Ramis eventually sent screenwriter Danny Rubin to sit with Murray uh, and iron out all of his anxieties, which apparently is one of the reasons Murray stopped speaking to Ramis for several years after this film. Oh, really? Yeah, they had a bit of a falling out. Ghostbusters was before this, right? So they were friends, and that's why Ramis got him involved, and then... It was just like, I can't fucking deal with him anymore. I can't fucking deal with you, Bill. Yeah. Come and sort him out. He's driving me mad. Oh, okay. I didn't know that, fella. <clears throat> uh, the film was chosen to be preserved by the National Film Registry back in 2007. Oh, it's another one. It's another one yeah. that's made it in there. Um, when Phil is at the piano teacher's house and he fumblingly starts playing Sergei Rachmaninoff's Rhapsody on a Theme by Paginini, yeah. is actually Bill Murray playing oh, okay. that first one. Um, he doesn't read music, but he had learned that bit of the song by ear. Yeah. And the mistakes were his genuine mistakes oh, as he tried to play it. That's awesome. Yeah, that is pretty cool, because it's not an easy piece of music oh, to no, play. Oh, of course it's not. No, no, And no. he'd learned that by ear for production. Yeah. Probably in the early hours of the morning after phoning his friend Harold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just getting, like, no answer. Just like, fuck it. I'll fuck it, I'll it. just learn that piano bit. I like that. Well, good on you, Murray. Yeah. In the course of the film, Phil endures Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's five stages. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Uh, Ramis says, Danny Rubin actually took Elizabeth Kubler-Ross as a model, her five stages of death and dying, and we used that as a template for Bill Murray's progress. 
Mm. So actual like grief counselling modes yeah. in there for someone. No, you see it. You do see. You, all, do. you do see. You can see him go through all the different yeah. stages. Um, after its release, several writers emerged claiming that the story was stolen from their idea. Fuck. Sci- oh, hang on. Let's, let's see this true. <laughs> Whoa, <right>. Nelly. <laughs> Science fiction author Richard Lupoff claimed that it was a rip-off of his short story 12.01pm, while Ken Grimwood, author of Replay, was another. However, Danny Rubin said his only jumping-off point for, of inspiration for this film was the 1892 story Christmas Every Day by William Dean Howells. Okay, so did anyone go out, go after the writer of All You Need Is Kill, saying this is basically Groundhog Day <laughs> in Japan? No, because that was written in Japan, and you know America know. doesn't care about that. <laughs> oh, Jesus, there are there are limited amount of there are there are a finite amount of good original ideas. Yeah. If you want, like. So in today's day and age, if you want to be original, you've got to get fucking weird yeah. or do something totally out of the box. Check out my OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or my Christmas advent. <laughs> yeah, check out the advent uh, advent uh, recordings from last year. But, like, so there's always going to be, like, a certain amount of similarity yeah. to things. And it's, yeah, but people, it's, what do, you basically, do it's all it. the success of this film because it's, like, it, it made 105 million, and I can't imagine any of those people listed there made anywhere near no, that. No, they were just from like, their oh, own I can pay me, pay me, give me a cut of this yeah. this Hollywood money. And the thing is, something like that comes out. People have no qualms attacking the film because it's they just see it as big Hollywood money. To them, it's just a faceless like film but studio. It's just like fucking. It's a bit desperate, isn't it? It's very desperate. Like, and then to be outed so like, To be fair. Because now these, because now all these years later, I still are sitting on this podcast, judging these people, calling them desperate, and being like, oh, "I have added those to my reading list, though, because okay. I would like to read them." So I'd I read the stories. Myself. Don't get me wrong, I read yeah. the stories, but I'm just sat here like, if somebody else come out and did a podcast that was, I don't know, slightly similar, similar to this, I'd just be like, oh, I'd just go on with it. Go on with it. You know, you guys had the same idea we did. Yeah. Like, I'm it's not, not gonna impossible. Sit there. This is not a, a totally original idea. I'm not going to sit there being like, okay, we want 15% of any money you make off your podcast because you use the words talk until and joy in the name of your podcast. <laughs> oh, no, wait, like, if someone did that, then I would definitely be... How fucking desperate are you? Just, you know, ignore what they're doing. Go make your own money. <laughs> no. If Why they... is the light for that camera on? That's, you, you're not filming. It's saying it's on standby. You're not filming me. No. Oh, it's a standby light for that camera. <laughs> <laughs> why would I want to especially since most of the podcast I'm sat here and it would just see like my left ear I don't know what you do you've got a flip phone for full of fucking porn I don't know what you're doing with this camera <laughs> I don't know if it's part of your OnlyFans it's not that you've got to worry about the flip phone that's hidden behind the touching <laughs> side that's what's filming you okay. <laughs> it's on the 3D printer there you can't see it um, uh, where, where was I a family of groundhogs was raised specifically for this production to be used as punxsutawney film oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so they were all just a really angry family that didn't like Bill Murray. What happened after the film wrapped? I mean, I'm assuming they got made into hats and gloves and were served in the local diner. Oh, fucking groundhogs. <laughs> all that have, all, they just shared the name with the name of the film. Why did they have to... <laughs> I love winding you up and setting you off on one like that. Um... In order to get the scenes to look alike, many different takes were to- were filmed in different weather conditions. Oh, okay. In the end, uh, Ramis chose the bleak Wisconsin winter look for yeah. the film, which I think works really well because if it was a gorgeous, you know, 
autumn sunny day sort of thing or sunny winter's day, it would be much more pleasant to yeah. live on repeat than that just that grey like we're having right now. Yeah, just the grey, the long cold grey. Miserable, depressing. I have to weather. say, I was very impressed when they would do certain scenes like uh, when he buys a drink at the bar and he finds out yeah. she's all about world peace or when they're sitting in the restaurant and he laughs that she studied 19th, 19th century yeah. French poetry. Whilst their deliveries are slightly off, mm. like the the um, dialogue is exactly the same, but... As the delivery changes slightly. Slightly, which you would expect. Which you would expect because we're not machines. Yeah. Everything else in them scenes is it's exactly the on. same. Yeah. The girl with the beers that walks across. And I think it was very well done because it would be very easy for it to become laughable yeah. if those things weren't perfect. Yeah, but they get the background pretty spot on yeah. for basically everything. Yeah, I've I, I big up the people in charge on that because I think <laughs> you did a very, very good job. Um, Ramis was surprised to find that this film was attracting a lot of attention from various religious groups, meditative, meditative gurus and other parties who were into metaphysics. Fuck's sake. Metaphysics. Oh, metaphysics. Metaphysics. Uh, Ramis was particularly surprised as he was expecting a backlash against him. Yeah. These groups were using it as a as a as a jumping off point for for discussion and and other like group activities rather than being ah oh, this is bullshit. Rah, 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 rah. I can't say if I made this film that I would ex- expect either backlash or praise from religious people. I'd be like, what's this got to do with, with oh, religion? Th- yeah, you do anything that deals with like life and dying and and stuff. And people, religious groups, will get outraged because that's what they're there for. But it's a piece of fucking entertainment. Yeah, but religious groups... I mean, the Bible's a piece of entertainment, and look how that... Look what happened with that bullshit. Kevin Smith got death threats for dogma, so... Exactly, you see? Um, I mean, just because he used a a 90s pop icon as God, and not one that I'd have used either, but... (laughs) female Canadian God. A female Canadian God. I'd have gone with... um, What's his name, myself? Um, old double denim. Old oh, double denim. Yeah, Brian Adams. I was going to say golf, <laughs> golf crooks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be country dancing. Golf Brooks is actually God. <laughs> country dancing. Redneck man. groups would have come out in support of that film. They'd have been. That would have become their new bible. Jesus. We'd have been country dancing our way into the apocalypse. <laughs> um, yeah. Andy McDowell asked Harold Ramis if she could speak with her normal and rather heavy North Carolina accent for this film. Oh, okay. Because that, that, that is her actual accent yeah. in the film. Uh, I have a note about that later, actually. Um, the song that greets Bill Murray every morning, uh, I've Got You Babe by Sonny and Cher, was in Danny Rubin's original script from the beginning and was chosen for its famous and seemingly endlessly repetitive chorus which mirrors Phil's predicament in the film. I'm just going to jump to this note I got. That Sonny and Cher song is fucking annoying. It's the perfect choice for this film and the role it plays in it. It's funny because Cher has stated in an interview that fans would send her letters saying they loved the song she made for the movie Groundhog Day, not realising the song was actually recorded in 1965. Yeah. She has also stated that the movie helped boost album sales for her due to the interest in that song after the film came out. Like I always find that I've always found that song annoying. Like yeah. it's just—it's not a yeah, <laughs> it's not on my my hit list, shall we say? And the minute 
it plays as when it, the first time in the film, I'm just like, oh, it's oh, just all God. coming back to me now. <laughs> I'm going to hear this a billion times. Yeah. There's not a single part of me that was like on Spotify looking up Sunny and Shay. I'm like, I need to hear this song. I need to go and buy the album. Let's face it, that song wasn't written for you and me, was it? No. It was a different time, no. Reginald, a just, different time. Even like, oh, it's just a terrible song. Now, a little bit of culture. Okay. So I'll open up your brain pans. The French poem that Phil recites in the German restaurant is quoted from the 1957 Jacques Brel song, La Bourrée de Célibra- Célibataire. French is not my um, strong suit. Fifth, or, sixth or seventh language. Or Bachelor's Dance. Okay. Um, la fille qu'elle jamais sera comme bon vent, que c'est bon effet un peu chaque matin. That was much better than the title. That was much better than the title, wasn't it? This is translated into English as The Girl That I Love. The Guy. Fuck my life. I I got French down. No, I I can't talk Now my English has gone wrong. This is translated into English as The Girl That I Will Love Will Be Like a Fine Wine That Will Become Better a Bit Every Morning. Which is a wonderful sentiment. Basically means as your old titties get saggy, I'm just going to love them more. There's a reason you're not a romantic poet. Yeah, there's a reason Amy complains. I'd like a bit more romance in our relationship, but I love your saggy titties. Come here and show me that wizard's sleeve. I can hear her moving around in the bedroom next door. Hi, darling. Love you. And your saggy titties. I'm waiting for the door to get kicked open. Look, she introduced the no. saggy titty narrative to, to Tutchig with the Christmas thing that she did last year with the Cat Christmas Carol. I'm waiting episode. for her to kick the door open, Lando to take me out, and her to baseball. She's going to whip out her, her, her saggy titties and just, slap me across the face from across the room. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stop now. <laughs> um, alternative casting choices. Okay. Harold Ramis previously considered Chevy Chase, Steve Martin, and bizarrely, John Travolta for the role of Phil Connors. But he considered them all to be far... And he, his quote here, far too nice compared to Bill Murray. Uh, I could see Chevy Chase doing it. I could see Chevy Chase, yeah. He, he, he definitely pull off like that kind of worn down, beaten by... Steve him. Martin could do it. I could see Steve Martin, John Travolta. John Travolta, no. He's not a comedic actor, he's, really. No, it's not just that he's not a comedic actor. It's just he's... Especially at this point in time... He's far too good looking and like kind of everyone looks at him as like the guy from whichever one of them dancey singy films he was in. Saturday Night Fever. Fever. Yeah, whatever that bullshit. <laughs> Never was. seen that film. Me neither. But um people will look at him he was like art frog and everything, weren't it? So to see him as this oh, no, kind this of is the nineties, so this is this is around the time of like Yeah, but um, he was a heart frog and this film was aimed at a certain demographic, like yeah. age range of people that would probably still see him. As, as the heartthrob. heartthrob, yeah. And so, at the beginning of the film, when he's like kind of struggling, beaten by the world, and bitter, <laughs> kind of a bit of a dickhead, because the world's kind of made him a bit of a dickhead. Made him a bit of a dickhead. You he's were, jaded and you're bitter. You're not going to buy it if it's John Travolta, are you? Nah. Yeah. Um, apparently, Michael Keaton turned down the role of Phil Connors because he found the idea to be confusing when he read the script. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, he did make that 1989 Batman film, so, you know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Batman 1989 is a good film. Sorry, did I say 1989 
Batman film. I meant the sequel. Oh, the sequel, yeah, Batman you know, Forever. Well, yeah, where the penguin runs from there. I like that film as well. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the, the the Tim Burton stylings of the whole thing because oh, I'm a fan of Tim Burton. This film's called Batman, but we're going to spend ninety percent of this film focused on the villains. Yeah, no, they they do spend a little bit too long on the villains, but you know it could be Batman and Robin, so let's not yeah. let's not. Uh, at least, at least fucking Batman rape, gold card at least the rapey Brian Singer's not involved <laughs> exactly right yeah, we can move on. Yeah. how has he still got a career like Kevin Spacey is like just fucking I don't know where he's living in a cave now just living in a cave made of been, money that he made been shunned by society but Brian Singer's still out there making films I mean Hollywood man what the fuck it's easier to, to it's easier to um, stop making movies with a star than it is with a, a director or producer. Yeah, I suppose if you're behind the scenes, exactly, they can get away with it. Yeah, people, the, no, yeah, no. The, the, it just they means that the advertising your campaign. Name on the film. Exactly, the advertising yeah. campaign doesn't have to mention you, but it does have to. People are going to see the star and can shun a film based on it. Just like everyone should shun Aquaman two or whatever it is with uh, the bitch Amber Heard, because seriously, fuck you, go die in a fire. Last week's episode was uh, like pro uh, the Cooper Temple clause, anti <laughs> Amber Heard, and this week we've continued the thing. We've continued that theme. We are now pro Type Two Error and fuck Amber Heard, yeah. um, and fuck anyone that basically employs her and gives her any shelter, sucker, or or support in this life because she's a cunt and deserves to die in fire. She should get raped by aliens. Oh my no. God! Cut that out. I'll cut that out. <laughs> I won't cut that out. Cut um, that out. I do not. I take back that. I take back that statement. <laughs> um, Harold Ramis kept Bill Murray's overcoat from this film. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know why. Maybe you just use it as like a voodoo doll. Like, couldn't be bothered to talk to him or put up with him, but it was. Well, it was Bill Murray that stopped talking to, oh, to okay. Harold Ramis. No, it wasn't around. it? Harold Ramis got so annoyed by Bill Murray's constant questions about the film no 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 it, was, it says here Ramis eventually sent screenwriter Danny Rubin to sit with Murray and iron out his anxieties one of the reasons Murray stopped talking to Ramis for several years yeah because Murray kept going to Ramis and Ramis was like Ramis was annoyed at this. him he didn't stop talking to him he was like I just can't deal with this shit go and yeah that's what I'm saying so he couldn't be bothered <laughs> to answer his questions but he kept his coat yeah I mean I can't be bothered to talk to you sometimes but I'd still take your coat when have you ever taken my coat? When have you even offered me a drink? I mean, no, yeah, I don't like most of your clothes. When have you I ever... offered you a drink the other day and you turned it down. And when I see you come in with a, a massive Costa coffee, oh, I'm not going to offer you a drink. I, I do need a drink after this, so we'll, we'll break after, uh, after, after, the, okay. after the... But people don't need to do that. I've cool. got one more. Um, with some nicotine. Early drafts of the script explained the cause of Phil Connor's weird experience, right. which was apparently a disaffected ex-lover named Stephanie cast a spell on him to teach him a lesson uh, to make sweet love to groundhogs all over the land while reading Charles Dickens whilst covered in shame. Yeah, it was decided that leaving it out made it more magical and less just fucking weird. Yeah. I mean... Now, <laughs> I do feel that, like... It's all left open to interpretation, yes. right? So it's up to you. There's no explanation for it. To project what you think's going on. And I like that. Mm. There are some people out there that probably want a reason, but not that reason. Not that reason. I don't need to that find out it was a spell up, to yeah. teach him a lesson to make sweet love to groundhogs all over the land while reading Charles Dickens 
whilst covered in shame. Because now, he doesn't do any of that. It doesn't things. do any of that. That's just really, really fucking weird. Yeah. I d- yeah. Early drafts, man. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> so anyway, let's go get some caffeine. Oh, you're like, after we finish, we're going to do it. I've got one more. So anyway, are you, yeah, I've got one more. There's no body count on this one, obviously. So Let's leave this recording while we go. Yes, there in. is. How many times does Bill Murray die? He doesn't. How many times does Phil die? He doesn't. I mean... How many times does Phil attempt suicide? <laughs> like, countless. Three? Four? Well, that we actually see well, on no, screen? Because, yeah, yeah, we see on screen. Because yeah. he does say, I've been shabbed. Shabbed? Shabbed. 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 Poisoned. I do like the toaster scene. Yeah, Especially when the old lady is just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then carries on pouring coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the Touchig listenership, whilst making me a cup of tea just now, Rooney... Um, I have blown his tiny little mind. Again. Again. By, by telling me that occasionally he eats dog treats. You make it sound like I will just sit down and snack on a dog treat. Basically, what I've done... I've tried some of the biscuits and that. Some of the... Well, the pedigree chum milk bones... Tastes like cream crackers. Space Monkey Group, if any of you own dogs, could you please tell me if you've ever eaten a dog treat? Because oh, I, 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 I guarantee never, someone has tried a dog biscuit before. I have nev- I've had a dog for fucking like 12 years now or some sh- No, 10 years. I've never eaten a dog treat. And I wash my hands after giving the dog a treat every time because the smell is putrid. So this is this man here who's trying to sit there and judge me for, for I'm tasting. Not, I'm dog. not judging. I'm non-judgmental. I just Mr. 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 Worming tablets in the nose. That was you. Was that me? Yes. What did you snort? I didn't snort anything. You snorted I'd, stuff before. I had a golf. Oh, I've, I've snorted sugar before, but that was that was Didn't when I was. Did you snort the thing in the in the wee the, young man? Who was it that snorted something off of the counter in the kebab shop? No, it wasn't me. By the time we got somebody to, did might have, the, been, might have been uh, might have been jury that did that. By the time yeah, chili powder, I wouldn't put it past you. It was chili powder <laughs> or something, and he he snorted it in the kebab shop. Oh, I wouldn't put it past him. No, by the time we got to this this era of time, I had a girlfriend. Uh, oh, she stopped you, know, you doing stuff like that. Stopped me doing. Cool I didn't. Like that. I I was single, so I got to do all these cool things. Yeah, we once racked up a giant line of dog worming tablets and dead Rooney to snort it like it was coke. And back in those days, I had I couldn't turn down a dare. No. So, yeah. Did a lot of stupid things in my youth because I was like, yeah, well, someone's dared me to do it. I've got to do it. Well, at the end of the day, I've uh, I've snorted with dog worming tablets, so I might as well start eating dog treats. Might as well try the I mean? biscuits. I haven't tried, I haven't tried, like, chewing on pig's ears or the chicken feet and stuff like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I taste the biscuits. I want to see what they taste like. This is because like, Lando fucking loves them. This house is becoming more and more like the fucking Twilight Zone every time I turn up. <laughs> Amy's never been to a gig. I eat dog treats. My kid's caught hot socks on. It's just non stop. Uh, that's him. Oh, no. That's him. He, for some reason, my child, I mean, I say for some reason, his mum wears odd socks. Like, yeah. all the fucking time. One and of, now my child does it. One of our listeners who who asked us to, to do Goonies. Mm-hmm. The entire time I knew her, I only ever wore odd socks. 
In fact, I did, I did see her post something on Facebook the other day, or a couple of weeks ago. She's like, feeling ill, sitting on the sofa with the cats. And then, well, I think it was her brother was just like, you're wearing matching socks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just looking at her like, oh, yeah. She was a big, like, you know, she she was all about the odd socks at all times, yeah. <laughs> so you have something in common with Rooney's child and his fiancé. Odd socks, it's weird. It drives me mad. I can't do it. I, yeah, I, at that age, back in the day, like when I was, you know, dressing like a freak and you know, fragile tape everywhere. I probably even then did you know, wear odd socks. Just, I have done it before, but it annoys me. Just to be unique and contrary. Edgy. I did once wear edgy, odd Converse. Yeah. I had a I had a blue pair and a black pair. Oh, you what? Was and there I, a reason, or was it just because you wanted to be cool? It was just because I wanted to be cool. Okay. I just wanted to be quirky. Yeah, it's a good thing we both gave up on being cool a good decade ago. Good, right? for at least yeah. a decade ago, yeah. Now I'm just more interested in being a pirate. Arr. Arr. But pirates are cool, so you know. It depends. Not the rapey ones. <laughs> or the slavey ones. So in history, there's like three cool pirates. <laughs> <laughs> there were several like cool pirates. <laughs> you just have to gloss over. You Look, right. If right-wingers can gloss over the fact that Winston Churchill, if the country can gloss over the fact that Winston Churchill was a sexist, racist, alcoholic um, who was quite happy to condemn Murderer, millions... Right? What? Murderer. Yeah, technically, I mean, yeah, by, by most accounts, yeah. Yeah. Um, if he was... If we can gloss over that and give him statues and celebrate him and what have you and continue that, we'll fight them on the beaches um, thing... Two world wars and one world cop, mate. Yeah, exactly. Who gives a fuck what you if do? they can gloss over that, I can gloss over the pirates selling some slaves. Okay. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I've come to the conclusion that I don't like anything anymore. Because Just don't like anything anymore. Everything more. is tainted by history. everything is broken, and everything <laughs> was. Everybody did something wrong at some point. I'm terrified it's going to come out that like Noel Gallagher, like I don't know, eats puppy dog tails or something. Please don't. The day, the day I hear some shocking revelation about Noel Gallagher is the day I truly take my life. I just, <laughs> uh, to be honest, uh, I can't deal with it. Liam, I don't mind. <laughs> but the day I hear something bad about Noel Gallagher, like, you know, he was in league with Jimmy Savile or some shit he used, like that. He used to go to Prince Andrew's fucking birthday parties or yeah, something. Yeah, that's the day I that's the day I take my life. That's the day it's all over. Then the bleach comes back out. Yeah. Dust off that pint glass. I don't even like Tajik anymore after today's episode. <laughs> Crimes against podcasting. Crimes against podcasting. Yeah. Right, okay, notes. Um, I really like the time-lapse clouds at the beginning. Because it's just so cheap and so easy to do. But it looks really good. And I hope I was hoping that would be the only kind of like intro credit-y bit. Yeah. And then because then it goes from that into a scene. And then there's fucking credits. Yeah. I, I, did, I, I had two notes on this. Okay. First one is, uh, old school, boring as fuck credits. But then my tone softens somewhat because I'm like, Clouds are weird. I like the, the time-lapse clouds. I like time-lapse like, photography of clouds. I like, it, well, I like time-lapse anyway. I'm a yeah, time-lapse photography is pretty cool. Of time-lapse photography. But then the, the clouds kind of merging into each other. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I like that. And it's probably so easy and cheap to do. Yeah. But then they go into a scene and then it's like, here comes the song yeah, so, and the actual yeah. credits and I'm, the van driving up the motorway. And I'm like, can you just the give us more clouds? I quite like... 
the credits that they do, where they do that, where they kind of like, here's credits, but look, there's a scene going on to distract you from the credits. I don't mind that so much. Yeah. It's when the credits is just like, like the Blade credits. Oh, yeah. Pointless shots of stuff, heavily edited, with names over the top that no one gives a fuck about. It's like, look, you said Wesley Snipes. You've said Chris Christopherson. That's it. Okay, nobody cares about any of the other actors in this film. All right, I'll give you that. I will give you that. It's a step up. Watching the news van is I prefer modern credits where you just get... Title! And the film starts. None of that bullshit of sitting there watching like what should be at the end at the beginning. Wrong way around. People are morons. Too true. Oh, wait, was that was that a note on the film, or was that just a, a general comment on society? Because it's hard to tell these days. It's a bit of both. <laughs> uh, that uh, Sonny and Cher song's fucking annoying. Whoa, 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 mate! You've just jumped like fucking twenty minutes into the film there. <sighs> All right, you it's probably... only an hour and a half long. At this rate, it's like, yeah. Uh, so that Sonny and Cher song is annoying. Uh, the muskrat or whatever the hell it is is cute. Her ice sculptures are weird. Uh, Find what you love, enjoy it, and and stuff happens. All right, you just <laughs> podcasting according to Reggie. We spend like an hour and twenty minutes talking about weird sex stuff, and then uh, I watch the film. Yeah, I like clouds. Uh, bye, guys. Can you tell eighty-one episodes in which point of which part of this podcast I'm really into? <laughs> which part he's invested in at this point, guys? The part I find most enjoyable. Yeah. Um, Phil's face when Nancy asks about the Groundhog Festival. Is me when any ever anybody asks me about work. Yeah. Anyone at work? Oh, how's it going? Mmm. Yeah. Uh, great. Yeah. I did realise actually pretty quickly that Phil is Phil Connors is actually my work persona because that is what I am like at work. So as we all know, I do four days on, four days off. For the first three and a half days, I'm like, morning, everyone. Isn't it great to be alive and to be at work? Yes, let's get on. Let's smash the granny out of this today. (laughs) Today is a good day. And then (laughs) from day four (laughs) afternoon onwards, it's just like, kill me. Just kill me now. Kill me now. Please, just just do it. Just put me out. Can we just roll it back for a second there? Smash the granny out of this. (laughs) Sorry, it just came out. I mean, this is something you want to tell us. Are you into gilfs now? I mean, like I said earlier, this is a safe space for the duration of the episode in which you are here. If only, if only. If like, only you were into grannies. If only any kind of woman would, would show me any kind of I mean, of my mum's single now, so... And she is <laughs> a granny by definition. Don't your sister would fucking kid us both. Could you imagine? <laughs> I am so very glad... I don't look anything like I did. I was actually discussing this with... We were talking about this with Crank last night because he got ID'd um, like a few weeks ago to buy a fucking can of energy drink, can of Monster or something, and he got ID'd for it. And he was like, he's doing some crazy new diet and he's lost a whole fuck ton of weight. But he was like... I basically, he said, I love looking at like some of the old SXGB pictures where you guys are in it. He's like, because you all look like completely different people yeah. now compared to how you did then. And he was like, I look at old pictures of me. It's just, I've got a little bit less facial hair. It's like, I just look exactly the same. And I'm like, why are you moaning about this? Yeah. You're 35 and you still look exactly the same as you did when you were 20. You look. Not some, it's not so much that you've the age or anything like that. It's just the evolution of uh, style or the, or what I like to call the lack of giving a fuck. 
<laughs> when we first started hanging out to now, it's, yeah, it's incredible. I, 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 I look different. I look different, very different now to how I did 10, 15 years ago. You've gone so from, compared to when I was at school. When we first started hanging out, so we were just left school. You went from just normal, just normal everyday 16 year old kid to the first experiment with the line in the hair. With the Robert Williams line in the, the hair, yeah. Growing your hair out to the being a mod to dressing like a libertine. <laughs> to, like just escalating all the way through to this long haired, evil beard <laughs> pirate ghostbuster that I know now. <laughs> yeah. It's that's the choice. As I get older, I'm t- I've always been like, I don't care what people think of me. But I did, because I always wanted people yeah. to think of me in a certain way. Yeah. And that way changed over the years. And the older I get, the further away I get, I, the, the, the closer I get to genuinely not caring what anybody thinks of, of me when they see me out and about. I've had to, I'm having to like curtail it slightly because, you know, Amy and Cody, and I don't want them to, I don't want Cody to grow up with, yeah, his dad's fucking mental. I mean, there's going to be a bit of that anyway, yeah, of but be a bit um, of that. and obviously Amy, but has to live with me. So, <laughs> go, like, to, if we go back to when we were like fifteen, sixteen, the parents that were a bit mental were the cool parents, right? Would it, yeah, I suppose. They were the parents that you'd go to and be like, "Look, I need some beer and some cigarettes." It's <laughs> a <laughs> being a cool parent just means that you're the one that the kids will think will break the law for them and do something morally dubious. Oh, that's party in the house. Yeah, I'm starting to think maybe you want to not be a cool parent. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to be a parent, but <laughs> oh, come on, you can't say that. Cody's gonna. Yeah, yeah don't get me wrong. Day. I like having a son, but. Yeah, most of most parental stuff is bullshit that I'm not interested in. <laughs> it's all no, I can't say that in front of my child. Oh, I have to go and sit for twenty minutes, listen to a teacher tell me what a darling my child is, when I know for a fact that's bullshit because he's a dick. Could be worse. You could have been my parents going to school and listening to he's got potential. We just don't give a fuck. We were talking. We had Cody's uh, parents evening. Another fucking aside. We were, we had Cody's parents evening the other evening. I'm starting to think it's the asides. It's the asides that really, back. yeah. Because let's face it, half of our regular listeners, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> they don't give about a fuck about film. what film we're talking about. They just listen to us talk about the film, hoping that they're hoping we'll go off using the springboard yeah. to talk about something else. Well, we had his parents' evening the other year, and he's at the point now where parents' evenings are actually valuable feedback on progress mm. he's making, rather than at, like preschool, where it was like, "Yeah, no, look, he put his fingers in paint and put it on that pa- paper when we told him to." Oh, call me when he starts learning maths. Yeah, call, call me when he can actually like form a sentence. Yeah, call me when he becomes helpful to him. No, but I liked going to the uh, the, the parents' evening there. Oh, wait, because... wait, wait, wait! Because the teacher was hot. It wasn't a teacher. She was one of the uh, yeah, class assistants. She was hot. I yeah, knew where, I um, knew where we were going. <laughs> um, yeah, we had it, and and once again, she was like, "Yeah, he's a delight. Look, he's doing. This is all the work he's doing. He's yeah. doing really well. He's sociable. He's well liked. He's egregious. He talks to people, and he puts his hand up to answer questions. So and he's, he's just a delight to have in the classroom." And I'm like, "He's a mini you. He's you before the world." No, because did this to you. I asked my mum about. Like that about my even my early school reports, yeah. and she was like, "No, she's like your reports were always like he's very quiet. You know, he gets on with his work. You know. Yeah, we we don't even know he's there half the time. And with Cody, they're like he's a delight to have in my classroom. And I'm like, I think do you want to keep him in the classroom because he's a bastard at home. From day one of school till I left school, I think every single report was basically like when he does it, 
you can see that he's got like when must try harder when you make him work you can see that he's got lots of potential but you really have to make him do it because the rest of the time he's this is why i this is why i whip you so hard like metaphorically just daydreaming yeah yeah like he will spend most of his classes daydreaming and not actually paying any attention but if you get him to pay attention you know, he could actually do something with his life. My parents are like, what do you daydream about? And I'm like, a better life. A better life. Yeah, that's about right. The Millennium Falcon coming and taking take me into space. Um, um, we're talking about a film, right? We were talking about this film. Uh, I love the old man on stage during the first Groundhog ceremony who is holding his sign that says Blizzard upside down. Yeah. I don't know if that's intentional or whether that was just, you know, he genuinely made that mistake. But watching it the other night, it's the first time I spotted that. Oh, okay. And I was like, I like that. I like that old man. He's good. We should see more of him. Um, because I'm at that age now. <laughs> Ned the Head is even more annoying than I Got You, Babe. Yeah. Yeah, no. He is, just every time he appears on screen, yeah. the most satisfying moment in this film is when Phil punches him out. I got a note that says I punched the air with joy when Phil punched Ned. Yep, yeah. that is that is perfect gratification he's, for he's for everyone like, watching. He is my worst nightmare. Oh God, yeah. One of them people that just will not leave you alone, however nope. rude you are to them. Needlehead Ned, Ned the head. No, like, oh, fuck off! I hate you already. You've only been on the screen for three seconds. It's like done at day three or day four when he walks around the corner and he's like. When he just pushes him and he still comes right <laughs> <up. laughs> No, mate, I genuinely don't like you. Um, if we had a Groundhog Day in Harlow, are you the kind of person that could take it seriously and get involved? Or are you like me? Am I the kind of person to take it seriously and get involved, or am I a cunt? I mean, this is the real question, isn't yeah. it, Reg? This is the real question. It would depend on how I felt at the time. And who else was involved? Because I see some of these things around the town. And some of them, I'm like, no, that's a really good idea. I, I would like to be involved like with this. Like what? Um, they yeah. did the, the Harlow Carnival the other year. And they, they had a parade and all. It, it, basically, nobody knew what was going on. Harlow Council got very aggy with me on Twitter. Oh, well, because you... Well, I, I was like... I was like, well, would have, they, they posted the pictures up. And I replied to them. I was like, would have been nice if, you know, people had actually known about this. I was like, because I know several local groups who would have been would have liked to remember. I'm thinking about the Essex GP I was like yeah. we we had the Ecto at the time we were doing stuff and we was like that would have been really good you know we'd have come in we'd have got involved there's other iconic legion could have done stuff and they're like well you know we advertised it here and we did this it's on our website and I was like guys no one goes on your fucking website and they got the right arsake with me I'm not sure who was running the account but they did get the right arsake with me because they'd advertised to all these like, all these little like local groups and shit and it's like yeah but you didn't really put it out there um, I don't, yeah, stuff like that I'd have really liked to have been involved in but then there are other things they do around the town and I'm like what the fuck is this bullshit but I think it just depends who I hear it from and how I'm feeling at the time as to whether I, I get all I was about to say next time you're on Twitter can you know you know, protect the brand by not pissing people off and then I realised the is brand, brand is pissing people off yeah. so you know <laughs> maybe less schmoozing with cool bands and more pissing <laughs> more. off I'll, I'll just take Harlow Council Harlow Council in that, in our next one just saying by the way Harlow Council Fucking waste of space. It's just, there's, even now, like, I can understand, I can totally get my, when I'm miserable, and I'm just like, <laughs> fuck everyone, I'm staying at home. But even now, in my happy, in my happy mood, I'm kind of like, do I really want to go and buy into the bullshit? 
because this, because you know this is just, this is a bunch of people, oh, we're doing it because it's fun, we don't it's really fun, care. It's fun, yeah. Like, oh, fuck this, this is not fun. Why? Why you am I like this? You have very different ideas of fun. Why am I like this? Because oh, you're a miserable fucker. Why can't I just, like, you know, go with the flow and buy in and... Why am I... You need to be more Rita. That's what you need. <laughs> Cobbler's knob. <laughs> lol no, on Gobbler's Knob <laughs> the same note yeah you put the lol at the end yeah. I put the lol at the beginning um, um, actually I'm... did you know Gobbler's Knob isn't actually in the town centre it's actually about two miles out in the woods oh I didn't know that yeah I thought it sounded like some kind of old English like glade. it's definitely something like that come yeah. go to the glade Gobbler's Knob Gobbler's Knob <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like it's like a little hill or something I love that um, um, watching Phil give his weather predictions spiel that he does several times in the early yeah. part of the film about how the blizzard is going to completely miss them whilst shivering in the snow yeah. Yeah. not only makes me laugh every time but it's also a level of stubbornness that I can only aspire to it's like the moisture will be going over and he's like the moisture is on your head <laughs> yeah he's like there preaching to this, this state trooper about how no no the blizzard is, is going to miss us it's like I don't know who played that state trooper <laughs> and I think but I think he was out out, out of his depth acting mm. in the scene with Bill Murray because he comes across as yeah. wooden and amateur. Very stilted. Um, and Bill Murray's just acting rings just around. Bill Murray, him. yeah. Um, I know Phil was a bit of a dick, but when the psychiatrist wants to make an appointment for the following day, I really feel for him. <laughs> I've been there so many times in my life where I'm like, this is what's annoying me. And like explain it in great detail. Yeah. Only for 30 seconds later, someone to like do it or completely miss <laughs> the point of everything I've been ranting about. So when he's just like, oh, we'll see you again. He's like, okay, tomorrow. And he's just like, gets the cushion. Just like hitting himself there. in the face with the cushion. Um, I do like a little, uh, what's his name? Harold Ramis's little cameo. Uh, is, is he the psychiatrist? He's, no, he's the doctor who sends oh, him to the okay. psychiatrist. Okay, yeah, okay. that's that's Harold Ramis without glasses and, and um, somewhat more portly than yeah, he was, was in Ghostbusters. I was going to say, because I did not recognise. He does not look like the guy in Ghostbusters. Yeah, he's the doctor who, who's looking at the x-rays and tells him to go and see a psychiatrist. Dead now, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, Phil should hang out with the drunks more. Because <laughs> any scene with them two in is good. Uh, when did I have that? Getting drunk in a bowling alley. Classic. Yeah. That is classic. That's a yeah, Harlow that classic. That was a good year of um, our lives. Every Friday night. If you ever need a good slap in the face, just let me know. <laughs> I will need even less convincing than Rita did. Plus, we can record it for the socials. What have I done to you? I just fancy slapping someone. Okay. I can't do it to Amy because that's domestic abuse. Oh, it's not if you slap them on the arse and call it spanking. Oh, no. Yeah, no, that's true. But yeah. normally I prefer when that's done to me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's the other <laughs> way around, isn't it? We, if we, we like to 69 so we can slap each other's asses, you see. <laughs> um, if I was stuck in the loop, my approach would be similar to Phil's when he orders everything on the menu for breakfast and starts smoking and drinking all the coffee. <laughs> also, watching someone smoking a diner is weird. It's so bizarre. When he just sparks that up and you're like, no, you can't do that. Oh, no yeah. way. You, you indoors, people are eating. And that is incredibly rude. That's, uh, yeah, it's really weird. It's, it's those, those 2021 sensibilities, uh, isn't it? I just see someone light a cigarette indoors and I'm like, ah! I'm half surprised there wasn't a bloody uh, warning at the front. I'm less offended by reading articles about men who fuck dolphins <laughs> than I am by seeing, seeing someone, someone spark up in a, a restaurant. In a restaurant, yeah. Um, uh, the shower scenes—they shouldn't make me laugh as much as they do. I don't get the second one. It's the same. It's the same thing as the first one. Yeah, no, the first one I get because he's like, "I'm going to go and have a hot shower and yeah. go and go read Hustler." 
um, fill, you read Hustler, then you shower and get rid of it. Yeah, you, you know. didn't. Wrong way around, man. Um, but the second one, because he remembers every day. No one yeah, else remembers. Yeah, but that's only the second time through, isn't it? Yeah, but surely you and he's remember. not he's not convinced at that point that it's it's a he's oh, thinking he's having okay. deja vu or something. But I love the second one. Even Cody was giggling at that when he just like smacks all yeah. the stuff out the end of the shower, and I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> yeah. it shouldn't be as funny as it is. Yeah, but we've all been there. Um, drink driving is the least I would do if there was no tomorrow and no consequences, <laughs> mate. <laughs> it is so far down the list; it's not even worth mentioning. I got I got some questions later, so we'll skip past. that. Oh, good. Uh, Nancy is pretty easy, right? <laughs> apparently so it's just like I remember you 12 and hours like later 12 hours later oh, she's making noises like a chipmunk um, and he's calling her Rita yeah in that scene and I can't figure out if it is foreshadowing or not because obviously he then goes on to yeah. spend like I don't know 5 out of 10 years trying yeah, to win like Rita 5 years trying to win her but correct me if I'm wrong he breaks the loop by becoming a good person not by getting it on Maria. Yeah. So I'm not really sure. Is he is it the love of Rita that makes him become a good person? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Well, that's no, how I, I interpreted it. Um Bronco managed to pay for two adult adult cinema tickets <laughs> with one coin. With one coin. Uh if I ever get pulled over by the police again, I am tempted to try the drive through order yeah. line. Probably only if I'm doing a live stream or something, because I'll do it for the content. <laughs> live but... stream. Yeah, if I don't know, I'm live streaming in my car for some reason because yeah. all the cool kids seem to do that these days. Oh, I went dogging. I am now live streaming it. I'm now live streaming my dogging. Oh, the police have pulled me over. Yeah, officer, can I get a quarter pound of a cheese meal yeah. with chocolate milkshake and a portion of the cheese dippers? Oh, I'm being maced. I'm being maced. <laughs> Guys, have you seen this? Police brutality. No ice in the, in the drink. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to talk how normal people talk. This is how they talk, right? <laughs> Me, whenever I'm trying to be personable. Hello, <laughs> fellow kids. I'm trying to appropriate someone. <laughs> Just figure out how normal people do it. How do normal people talk? Yeah. Uh, I like that Walter Scott poem that she quotes him. In the, oh, when the they're wretch. in the diner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the quote is apparently from The Lay of the Last Minstrel, 1805. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a good poem. Would you have the patience to repeat the same day slash date over and over uh, refining as you go. No, I haven't, especially not for Andy McDowell. This is, I mean, Andy McDowell's cute, but no, she, no there's just she is so bland and uninteresting. Well, I said she's cute, you know, she's she's maybe a six, oh, the seven way on a good day. This film, that looks why she's she's not anything unappealing, but she's just so bland she and uninteresting very, yeah. the whole way through the film. I'm like, why would you put so much effort in? Because I think it's because why the would you put so much Phil? effort in when you dress like a cowboy and got the fucking French maid? You got the French maid. You could yeah. ban the French maid. Just all keep popping. I mean, I mean, we don't see how many times he scores with Nancy and the French maid yeah. and anybody. I mean, to be honest, he could have worked his way around the entire town. Yeah. Um, Doris. Dor- Dor- <laughs> Doris, her brother-in-law who owns the diner. Uh, I did, yeah. How many times do you think you could do the same day? in the same locale before you went insane? Five. Six. Five. <laughs> Not many. No, because I think that there'd, there'd be enough different things you could do to keep you occupied at least for a couple of years. Oh, okay. Because although he does follow the same routine, you wouldn't have to. You know, you no. could just spend the whole day in bed. I'm going to count the B&B down. I'm going to counter your question with one of my questions while I think about an answer to your okay. question. How many loops before you give up the pretense of being a reporter and just go rogue? Um, probably like about four, yeah. if that. 
I'd be like, wait a minute, this is, uh, once I just firmly established that there were no consequences to what I did, then, yeah, I just wouldn't even maintain the pretense anymore. No. I, I reckon 30. 30, 30 to 50. Right. Somewhere in that region. Because, yeah, there's probably enough <clears throat> stuff to do. Yeah. In not only, what's the place called? A punk's tawny. And the surrounding areas, cause you, because you've only you, got you a day. Could, yeah. That you could keep yourself kind of occupied living different different days now the number would rise significantly if i was managed if i managed to find a drug dealer <laughs> because then no two days would be the same would it this is true and if this there's no true. consequences to your action you could every day could be a different drug and therefore a different experience. Yeah, you could overdose, you could end up topping yourself and it wouldn't make any difference, as no. we see. You could do smack, you could do crack. Do everything. We, you could yeah, and cunt. you'd have that life experience. Although, would you get addicted? No, I suppose if it was a, if it's a mental addiction, you might. Mm. But a physical addiction, your body, his body resets at 6, 6 a.m. every day, so it, yeah. it wouldn't... Yeah. No, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, many, many things. Phil's room at the B&B is gaudy and horrible. Yes, it is. I don't like B&Bs. I've had several occasions where I could have gone and stayed in a B&B when I've been doing events and shit. I know some people, B&Bs seem to be an older person thing. I don't like that idea that I'm effectively sleeping in somebody's house. Oh, so, okay, okay, okay. Uh, And I I prefer the sterile corporate environment of a of a, uh, of a hotel like a holiday inn or something yeah I, like I much prefer that I like I just like staying in hotels even cheap holiday inns and shit like that I like staying in hotels B&B's just make me uncomfortable okay so when you say because there are kind of B&B slash hotels hybrid things yeah but what you're saying is when someone's like I've got the kids have all moved out I've got two spare rooms I need some extra income. Yeah. yeah. I, if yeah, I'm going to go and stay that. somewhere, I want to stay in a, in a want... hotel where I'm just a number to them. I don't want I that. think people want the the personal approach yeah. to someone. It's like, welcome to my home. I'm going to be cooking your food and looking after you. Whereas I'm just like, no, just leave me alone. Just let me sign in at the desk. And then so, I don't want anything do from anybody shit. Yeah, exactly. until I leave. I yeah. pay for this room. Leave me in this room. Yeah. I, I'm a... Um, how many times does Rita say no in Phil's room? These these days he would have been me too right oh, at the I was thinking that halfway through that scene I'm like Oh this is crazy. Yeah. This is this is this is not something you would see portrayed in a positive light these days. No, in in, in the eighties, nineties <clears throat> that was just you that, know that, that was, was just, just what happened. Yeah. I mean it probably still happens these days, you just don't see it on film anymore. Perseverance. Perseverance, yeah. no, exactly. If, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. If at first you don't succeed, spend 10 years doing it, reliving the same day over and over. Because But yeah, today, the minute she says no the first time, that's it. You just That's it, yeah. Even though she clearly did want to. Um, um, the look on Phil's face just before he stole the groundhog is the same broken and bemused look <laughs> I had when I finished work on, on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I, I empathise with Phil quite, a, quite yeah. often in this film. I mean, I've never been stuck in an infinite time loop. Although some Wednesdays, it does feel like that. Yeah. Uh, I think you jumped ahead of my notes again. When he steps out of the car dressed as a man with no name. Yeah. The barman in the hotel. Yeah. The old black guy. Yeah. He knows something. Yeah. He's in on this. It's never elaborated on, but he just keeps turning around, looking at what's going on, and just like shaking his head. Yeah. And it's like, you know, don't you, old man? You're in on this. I was, I was, because obviously I haven't seen this film since I was a kid. I... I had vague memories of it, but I was kind of expecting somewhere at the end where he would he would pop confront up. him and yeah. just be like, 
congratulations, you've succeeded in finding your way out of the loop. Yeah, it seems or like that should happen. wrap it up at the end like he's, oh, I've been here watching the whole he time. He doesn't even say anything, does no. he? You know, if he's got any speaking lines, so he just crops up and just the look. Yeah. I don't know if it was intentional, but he looks like he, he like he's God or something and he knows what's going on. He's monitoring the situation. Um, now, I am not one to disparage people's choices for learning and, and bettering themselves. Okay. But how the fuck can 19th century French poetry be an entire university course? What the fuck? I, mean, I can understand, like, 19th century literature. Yeah. Or even 19th century poetry. But to narrow it down to the poetry of one country to one for one century. What? How? Well, every subject needs an expert, right? I mean, yeah, I suppose at, so. But work that, at a library or work in, at a In theory, if that, if that course is successful, like every three years, you're churning out 15 to 20 experts on this very, very niche subject. Yeah, I it, don't... Uh, I don't, yeah. I mean, I like the idea of doing it, but... I'm not really sure yeah. about this one. Um, <laughs> uh, the bit where the groundhog is driving the truck is normally... <laughs> The silly kind of shenanigans I'm not a fan of. But this time I quite like it. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe it's It comes just, out of nowhere. Yeah, and it's just a bit of weird levity in a period of the film where it's starting to work. It's starting to get... Yeah, it's starting to get a little bit dark and then all of a sudden you have this thing so where... I followed that with this film nods at the darkness and futility of Phil's situation rather than actually exploring it. Yeah, like, like we said earlier, I love the, the toaster scene. I love the yeah the toaster scene. I love that he keeps the toast in there when I he love goes that up. Whole period of time where he's that whole period of film well, you where would. he's just. Well, no, it's because it's <laughs> like I'm constantly waiting for this film to get dark, for him to lose his mind, yeah. for him to try these things, and they kind of not pussyfoot is not the right way to put it, but they kind of they do it in a light-hearted go way, don't they? The houses with it. It's like when you wake up. Basically, what what he does on those days is like when you wake up and you're like, I just can't bother today. Yeah. But whereas we just have to have a shit day and trudge through it, he just goes, I can't bother today, and just kills himself. Yeah. And, and just starts the next day. Yeah. It's effectively going back to bed. Uh, it's going to be cold. It's going to be grey, and it's going to last the rest of your life. Welcome to autumn winter in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> just looking out the window at this cold. Grey, never-ending misery that is uh, November in England. Yeah, he's Britain. Um, when they're in the morgue identifying Phil's body and the cameraman starts proclaiming Phil was a nice guy, it's so true. Even if you're a dick, people will say you were a good guy. Yeah. When I die, can you be honest and tell the truth? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. There's I know also, I can trust you. Yeah, to you rely on me to do that. That's abusive you smirch your memory. Yeah. Yeah. When, when there's, a, there's an internet meme that uh, uh, goes around. I think it was on Reddit, first of all. But basically, uh, it's some guy saying, look, when I die, I give everyone carte blanche to use me as an excuse to have a day off work. Okay. It's like, even if you're you're reading this and you've never met me, and this is years after I posted it, consider this an open invitation to use it. And I would like to extend the same invitation. Yes. No. Well, as, as and when we die, you, know, you get two. this is a two for one here. Yeah. This is a bog off deal on, on days off work. <laughs> But you can use our names and, and, and as an excuse, say, yeah, yeah, my, my friend Reggie Solo or Rooney Reverb. Yeah, you may have to mix up the names a little bit to make it slightly more believable. Yeah, but like, how do you know these people? They live in another country, it's like a podcast. 
Well, just don't tell them that. Just like, yeah, I went to school with them oh, okay. and they've died. You feel free to use that as an excuse to, to have a day off work. And if you do come to my funeral, just be honest and tell people the truth. I'm a dick. He was a dick. He used to talk about like fucking dolphins and stuff. Um, if the world was going to explode tomorrow, yeah, how would you spend your last day? Um, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say drug-fueled Audrey, you would be mine. I mean... I, I would have said that, but now I have a child, so it would probably be doing family stuff, then get him to bed, and then have drug-fueled sex. You'd put him to bed. I'd put him to bed, yeah. Night-night. Night. Right, close the door. Tomorrow's never coming. Tomorrow's never coming, yeah. Um, I'm going to go and ruin his mum, and right. then uh, end of the world. Let me rephrase this question. <laughs> if I were in Phil's position... Yeah, if you, if you were in my position... Yeah. Single. Oh, God, yeah, drug-fueled orgies all yeah, the way. I would be orgies, balls yeah. deep in someone, tripping balls when the world ended. Yeah, that's that, That's the way you want to go out, right? Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. Um, could you deal with an alarm clock that played the radio to wake you up? I did try that once for a few months, but I fucking hate the radio and I fucking hate alarm clocks, I so hate, it was like an unholy union. I hate the radio, so I've never done that. But I did once try, like... Well, I got a phone. It was like you can now select a song from your phone to be your. Oh, alarm. I do that. I do that now. Oh my god! Within a week of every, I hated whichever song I had. I hated it. <laughs> and I, I once shared a bed with a girl that had um, "Since You've Been Gone" by. Oh, what was an it? awful fucking song to have. Um, who was it? Is it Kelly Clarkson? Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, "Since You've Been Gone" was her alarm. Oh my god! I went from this is not a bad song for like an American X X Factor kind of person <laughs> to absolutely fucking hating it within a week, and she she had it for months, and it would wake me up every day, and I just wanted to like. <laughs> but after a couple of months, I just literally wanted to take out Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, most most of the time when my alarm goes off, within seconds I've reached over and turned it yeah. off, so. I don't get much further into the song than the like the intro. I've got one of my alarms at the moment has got the original Gundam theme tune set on it. But the first five or six seconds of that are the explosion noise. Oh, okay. So all I hear is... And by the time the music starts fading in, I've already reached over and turned it off. You won't know this, but... Um... Dizzy Rascal got this song called Fix Up Look Sharp. You'll know that. Bit, I do know that, yes. But what you probably don't know is it starts with, the whole song starts with him going, Oi! Yeah. And that was what used to wake me up. Fuck that. Three days I had Oi, and then I changed it to another song. Um, has it, Right, now this is this is relevant to you in particular. Yeah. Has anyone ever fucked a groundhog? You should research that for next week since okay. your search history is already I'll littered with references to people <laughs> fucking animals. I'll, I'll make sure I'm on private and I'll look at it. Um, Phil the Groundhog clearly completed some kind of stunt driving course, judging by the car chase scene. Because he's just like, you know, he's little, yeah. little, I want to say guinea pig. They're not guinea pig. It's a groundhog. Yeah. Little groundhog paws. <laughs> and then Don't drive angry. Come on. And then some of my favourite, another another example of my favourite type of, of uh, comedy, when the when the truck goes off the edge, yeah. lands on its top and... Uh, Andy, the cameraman, is just like, he might be okay. And then the car immediately explodes, uh, like Simpsons style. That was Simpsons humour, before yeah. Simpsons, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, as you know, this is 93. So it's probably the same year. So, uh, when did the Simpsons first air? Wasn't that like 87? Oh, I thought it was like early, was like 90, 91 early 90, Yeah, 90, early 90s. So, yeah. Yeah, it is. Immediate contradictory humour. I do like that. I scoped him. 
I'd love to watch someone do it in real life. I just once, doing it, yeah. just to see how they do it. Because he's there with this fucking chainsaw, and it's the most intricate yeah. design. And I'm like, how? How? They I know you all... get a, like, uh, what, like, like the file thing or whatever it's called. Yeah, you get a file, and, and then they use, in, uh, they use a blowtorch on its lowest setting to, to sheen it all. Oh, I would love to just watch someone take a block of ice and turn it you can do um, you can do like day courses on, on things like that you know like these red letter day things yeah, yeah, yeah you can get one where you do um, ice I, sculpting I don't all, want to learn I just want to watch someone else all the ice sculpting all the ice sculptures in that film were done by a guy called the Chainsaw Wizard oh okay and he's like this internationally renowned ice sculpture I mean how the fuck do you get into ice sculpting you just you got to live somewhere where it's a tradition where there's a lot of ice and you just like one day I wonder what would happen if I attacked that frozen water with a chainsaw. I was watching Grand Designs the other day and there was a guy who was living in some village in this country and he's like, um, everyone in this village has lived here for generations after generations after generations. Webbed hands. I didn't see any webbed hands. But it was like, and um, we're all very kind of traditional and we stick to the old ways yeah basically is what he's saying. And he's <laughs> like, me and my wife, are, I can't remember what they called it. but it Me was and my wife are actually cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to the old ways. Blood sacrifice every new moon. Uh, Fuck your cousin. Uncle Johnny lives. Uncle Johnny lives with the pigs. <laughs> but he was like me and my wife are into this. I can't remember what they called it, but it was basically sticking leaves to bits of paper to create leaves and flower petals and stuff. And... Yeah, and I was just like. That is a bit weird, but I guess that's the same as ice. Like if you're living in these kind of small. Um, yeah, it's kind of places. To do that. I suppose you can't get Fortnite when you're out. It's not that. It's just like <laughs> when you've gone, know, when you're a kid and you like. When I was a kid, I was out playing football. But these kids are probably like, come, hang out with your uncle. He's come ice play with my today. dreidel. I'll teach you how to ice sculpt or something. Uncle Johnny, can I play with your dreidel again? <laughs> oh yes, you can, little Timmy. You're kind of indoctrinated. I don't know why I had to like yeah. gesture as if it were my penis. I was just ignoring it. This is this is not a video format. Yeah, yeah, for your I, benefit I guess you kind of get indoctrinated in, into yeah I suppose things, it's, it's what you grow up with isn't it you? Yeah, Cody's growing up a massive computer nerd because yeah, you're a massive I'm a massive computer nerd so um, yeah that's just how it goes there are a lot of people repping Penn State in this film I wonder if they regret it now considering the fact that during the time period of this film the coach of the college American football team Jerry Sandusky was sexually assaulting underage men in the showers left right and centre well, I did not know this Sorry, I was really struggling to make notes. And I, I knew, gathered. And I knew about Sandusky. <clears throat> and I kept seeing Penn State. <laughs> and all I could think about was... But, but, but Sandusky. But Sandusky. Well, they didn't know at the time. I know they didn't know at the time. Um, I need to see the, the Bell Tower suicide scene. Oh, yeah. But with the Assassin's Creed Leap of Faith sound effect added. Because he basically does this Leap of Faith off there like yeah. they do into hay bales and stuff. And in my head, my brain automatically played the noise as soon as he jumps. And I'm like... I need to see that, internet. Don't let me down, internet. I'm going to have a look later, actually. If I see it, I might include the link. That's lost. I mean, I don't know what that is. Yes. You could have put the sound effects on your thing and played it for me. I could have, but it's a pain in the ass setting up new sounds. Um, When the cameraman gets sold for 25 cents, I can only feel for him because I know that would be me. (laughs) Uh, What skill? Hang on, I've got a follow-up question to that. How much do you think you would make? Um, My note on that whole scene is I would never go to one of those man auction things. Uh, mostly because I don't agree with objectifying people. No, it's because I know no one fucking bid on me. Yeah. The only person bidding, I, I, I even stand half a chance, is fucking Amy. And she may just have the arsehole with me on that day and go, oh, I'm fucking bidding on him. Yeah. And I just had to go down unsold. 
So, yeah, no. It's better than me. They'd be paying. No, I'll pay the money. You stay on the stage. I'll pay you money to go away and <laughs> yeah. leave us all alone. Stop reading Vice.com, all right? <laughs> um, Amy, Amy chimed in. She was, she was swinging, kept swinging by the, the TV last night. Uh, she night was before. swinging by in a sex seat. In the, in the sex seat? No, I was in the sex seat. She kept swinging me. Oh, um, and when uh, Phil hugs Ned Ryerson... And creeps him out and makes him run oh, off. Hey, yeah. he looks, she looks at it and she went, oh, I have that effect on people. <laughs> I watched it and was like, I will be having that effect I will on be ha- that, that is, You've added that yeah. to the uh, to the arsenal. Yeah, just how to um, completely freak people out and get them to leave you alone. Yeah. What skill would you like to master if you had an eternity in which to do it? Because obviously he masters the piano and just gets really fucking good at it. Jesus, a long list. Singing. Rapping, writing novels, writing comic books, uh, being a half-decent person, um, sex. Sucking your own dick. Uh, <laughs> just sex in general. Just I'd sex like, in general. Before I die, I would like to actually give a go on You'd orgasm. like to see what it looks like when a girl has an orgasm at, at your hands or um, penis. Yeah, what else? There's got to be, there's got to be loads. Ice sculpting. Um, horse riding is one I'd like to do. Yeah. I've always wanted to learn to ride a horse. In a traditional sense, right? Yes, in a traditional sense. Not a let's go down to Mexico and watch a donkey show sense. <laughs> yeah, there's endless things I would love to be able to do. Uh, piano would be pretty high on, piano, on my yeah, list of things I'd because like, I would oh, love to be able to play the piano. Guitar. I mean, surely Come that, on, even, that ship has sailed. With man. An eternity, if I had an eternity, I'm pretty sure. Because like, if you have an eternity... You can obviously you become rich just by default because you can yeah yeah and therefore I can you know I can afford all the tutors all of the tutors yeah just get your hand replaced with a cybernetic yeah. one that just plays it for you yeah I forgot all about the old man sequence oh yeah it's quite it's like it's like quite an upbeat film and then it's just really sad bit in there. There doesn't, there's no conclusion to it, Yeah, is there? I don't know why. It's in, it seems like it was maybe a B or C storyline that the combination of which got edited out Yeah, to keep it... The, it's just, why it seems like this is, there should be a scene that wraps... Because we see him, obviously, like, take him to the hospital. We see the bit where he's trying to revive him in the alley. And that's then, it. Then we see... No, we see the scene where he's, fil- he's oh, he feeding him, him, buys him all the, all the food and that. And it seems like there should have been another scene where we see him booking into a hotel for yeah. the night or something like that. that it's just, just some culmination. Or... On the on when he read the end of the film, mm. the two of them should come walking out of the house really happy, and he and should it, be yeah he should be there or he should be at the party yeah or something yeah something like that it just seems like there's a scene missing there just to show which, that he's come like which just know, wrap it up full circle yeah uh, Phil basically becomes a low key superhero around the town on that yeah. on that day the, the, the town's going to be really disappointed when they find out that he's staying there but then he seems to have lost his superpowers yeah. and he's just a regular grumpy old man I can't predict. I can't predict All anymore. Bad things anymore. Sorry. Um, is it just me that thinks Andy McDowell sounds like Matthew McConaughey? Uh, it took me ages. It took me three quarters of the film to figure out who I was thinking, who she reminded me of. Some of the words she says sounds like because I, I watched the film he was in uh, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Um, Dark Tower. If anyone's interested, it's actually really good. Oh, the Stephen King. Yeah, it's a it's a massive abbreviation of like I a twelve book series. Gonna or something, say but... I heard it was shockingly bad. I don't know anything about the books. Oh, okay. I just watched the film and I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Um, but he's in that and 
some of just the, the way he talks and the way she talks. He's from Texas. She's from <coughs> North Carolina. Uh, yeah. So they're they're in the same sort of region of the South there. I think. I don't know. I never really thought that. I did think her her accent went in and out. Yeah. It was about it was it was about halfway through the film. I was like, wow, she sounds like a southern. Yeah, it's only some things she says. Yeah. It has that real heavy southern twang yeah. on it. But I think that's the South Carolina accent. It's yeah. not. It's not as full on as like Texas or further south. Yeah. But it's got enough of that drawl there. Okay. But yeah, I think she does. Amy couldn't, couldn't see it. She was like, no, it doesn't say anything like it. I'm like, oh, she does. You're just wrong. Shut up. You're really short. Um. Can you imagine, right? I've got this feeling that you're going to wake up tomorrow in a loop and you're going to have to learn to be a nice person. No, apparently she didn't hear me earlier. That wasn't her in the bedroom. That was Lando jumping around, apparently. Okay. So just, you know, the rest of the world when I was, all this. When it gets put out. When I was making tea, I was like, uh, so did, did you hear my, my comments about your saggy titties? And she was like, what? She said that in front of your child. Uh, no, he was in the living room. Oh, okay. Um, and she was like, what? No, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, nothing. She was like, oh, great. I look forward to that then. Um, <laughs> hashtag saggy titties. Hashtag. It's going to go mad. Love your saggy titties. <laughs> Be trending on Twitter. Um, can you imagine, right? You're drinking at the bowling alley. Yeah. With, with, with your buddy. And you stagger home. And you see that face carved out of the ice. <laughs> looming out of the darkness. as you're staggering. You're like, you freaked the fuck out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been freaked out by like, you know. A bird on the fucking rooftops before I thought it was ninjas Lampos. chasing me. Yeah. Um, oh, your obsession. There was a good three-year period where you, if you got to a certain point of drunkenness, suddenly the world was full of ninjas. That it was were full out of to ninjas who are following me on the roofs. Every week. Yeah. Ninjas. Yeah. Um, but can you imagine seeing that? Like this face. Yeah, no, just this I, ghostly I, white yeah. face. I'd just go back to the fucking bowling alley and hide amongst the, the, the pins. Um... The last line, this is my last note, actually. That, that last line that he says, we'll rent to start. Oh, yeah. Yeah, after he says, let's let's live here. Yeah. And then he goes, we'll rent to start. That was ad-libbed. Oh, okay. That wasn't in the script. He added that on one of the, 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 the shots, and although they retook it. Um, they liked that one. They liked that one, so they kept it. Okay. Oh, shit, I've just remembered something. That I okay. was meant to say right at the beginning of the episode. Um, we forgot to give scores last week. Did we? Yeah. Wait, what did we watch last week? This is the end. So we're going to give... I've got, we've got to do double scores. We're going to be doing scores for two films. Shit, yeah. I listened to the episode and it got to... Like the, Why did nobody point this out to I us? I don't know. I don't know if anyone other than us actually gives a fuck about any of this. No, that's um, true. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, oh, hang on, hang on. The episode's ended. There's no scores. There's no scores. Ah, really anarchy! Yeah. So uh, this is the end. I'm giving an eight. Yeah, I'm giving it an eight as well. And I'm going to disclaimer before I give my score for this. Yeah, I was just waiting for this disclaimer. Oh, pardon. It's going to be lower than I want it to be. Okay. But that's because... (laughs) I mean, you can decide the score. No, I can't because I've already already created a scowl. (laughs) So it's going to be a 6.5. Okay. Because I can't put it higher than, than Predator, which I gave a 7. Did this you? Predator scores really fucked me over. I should have given it the 8.5 it deserved. You know, right you know, at we, the beginning. We could just revisit that. I can just change it on the wiki. No, no, no. <laughs> I can do this, you know. In my opinion, if we're going to rescore it, we have to do a whole episode on it. Okay. Um, 
So next week, Predator. So next week, Predator. No. Um, so given that a seven at the time was like the seventh episode we've done, it felt reasonable. It felt reasonable, yeah. Now, in hindsight, of all the other scores I've given it, I realise it's probably an 8.5. <laughs> so I can't quite give this a seven because I don't enjoy it as Fair much enough. as Predator. But 6.5 seems... It seems like I'm saying it's a bad film and it's not. It's not, no. I'm giving it a seven. Thoroughly enjoyable film. Yeah. The thing is, for 99% of this, I was perfectly happy with Cody sitting there watching it with me because it's it's a family comedy. Maybe. Probably slightly older. Cody should probably be slightly older, but... The two minutes where he's going through his... Like the suicide bit. Even the suicide thing because Cody sees worse than that on YouTube these days. I suppose. And you don't like the... You don't see him electrocute himself. The, on, the only bit where Amy came in and distracted Cody, he was getting, she was trimming his hair at the time, was when um, Phil and Nancy oh, yeah, yeah, are, yeah. are getting and getting a little bit fresh. Yeah, yeah. There's there's not a lot going on there, right. but it's enough <coughs> that yeah. He's like, oh, why do women sit on men's laps? And he's like, oh fuck's sake, fuck's sake. Yeah, um, is that what you and mummy do? No, that's how that's where you came from. That's where you came from. <laughs> the, the, the you think that, you came from? Just the one time I did mummy, the rest of the time. <laughs> um, I so sit, I think it gets I sit on your mum's lap. It gets thirteen point five. Oh well, yeah, which again a, makes it sound like it's we didn't like it. We did like it. It's a very it good is a film. very good and film. It it's easy to watch as well. It's one of those films you can just put on. Tell you don't you what, have to right? think, and you can just enjoy it. Hancock was a ninety-minute film. Yeah that left you with questions at the end, but then questions could have been answered during the film, which is why I've become so annoyed with it. This, it leaves you... You completely understand where the film's going the whole time, even if it's way more of an original premise Mm. than Hancock. And it leaves it with an open ending where you kind of project what you think happened onto it. And yeah, like... No questions, no nothing no. other than... It hits that sweet spot where it gives you all the information you need and the additional information, it's not only surplus to the story, it would detract from oh, it. Yeah. It's unnecessary. If you, once you kind of start trying to explain it, then you, there's a whole lot of information. You yeah, need. You need a whole lot of extent, expanded universe stuff you need to make that make sense. Whereas to kind of just have it happen and then at the end... Nod at the fact that okay, he be, he went full circle, or he went the whole way from. He's had end. his redemption arc. He's become this yeah, good person to get to the end of the redemption arc and do it. It's fine. You don't need to know why he gets caught in the no. loop, how he gets caught in the loop. It's just that sorry, <laughs> magic gas. Getting caught in the loop taught him to be a better person. Yeah. that's all you really need to know. Yeah, and that does a really really good job of that. Does indeed. Yeah, there yeah. you go. That was that was Groundhog Day. We remember scores this time yeah. <laughs> for two films. For two films, yay! Uh, find what you love, believe in it. Positive things will happen. Always remember, I got you, babe. <laughs>